So Dan is back with its highly anticipated sixth season, and fans can expect some big changes. But the big question many are asking: Are you ready for the year 2000? 2000. This is not my sorry for 2004. This is my th- thank you. What I, I guess sorry is no. that the apo- the apostle? How, how about this? My bore me for 2004. This is my this is my boardy four. This is the boardy four 2004, and we are the boardy three because this is board bills the podcast. Well the. The format on the podcast Danden Brave presents. We've made it to 2004. We did it. We made we made it here. We're self-made, and uh, yeah, we got here all on ourselves, all on our owns. <laughs> the three of us. 2004. <laughs> what a year! What a year! The year that we were. No one could even argue with us whether we were, whether we were high school students or not. We just were. We weren't like we just like were. last year. We we're half in the middle school, elementary school, grade school section of our lives, and then half in our high school section of our lives. No, fully high school students, um, upperclassmen. Well, not really, but nope, nope. Well, no, no, like not at all. But like, yeah, there is no but, way but right. I mean, <laughs> that can be true. <laughs> <laughs> well, upperclassmen to the uh, other schools we were f- formerly yes. in. Upper, up, upper, <laughs> lower middle classmen, like uh, of that. And yeah, we we did talk about this. You're right, Dave, because we did talk about how, like, back then. I guess when you're in school, you don't think about years as much on the whole because yeah. you think of what grade you're in. True. And you know, you think about like the difference between the end of eighth grade and the beginning of freshman year, even the end of freshman year, beginning of sophomore year. Think how different that is now. That same time span, I'm like, I'm still doing the same thing I was <laughs> like five months ago. Nothing's changed. I know. Yeah. It's it's so weird how many how how quick things change then. I think we talked about this like you know off the a bit. Dan? You're like, I don't understand. <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on. What's your theory? What, what this is, is one of Dave's best. Uh, oh, wait. I think the most. Say this again. Year. I don't really remember. Hold on. <laughs> Dave never now, understood this. As an adult, is like every two years as an adult is like one year as a non adult. Meaning, yeah. so much <laughs> doesn't happen in two years. You're relatively the same in your adult years, but every single. No, no. How about this? 
every two years as an adult is like six months as a child. It's like dog years, yeah. It takes two years to change that much now. Yeah. Dude, I'm I am the at same the person point. as 32, you know, basically. Yes. I I think you could almost you could almost make it like five years. As yeah, an adult. at this point, as you get older <laughs> and older, it's yeah, like, years increase of like lack of change. Uh, like post post COVID, still feels like one year to me. Right. Like I think for we're example. like a new year now. Right. For me, I feel like we're now advancing into a new year. But the post COVID, like 2020. Into 2022 22 is one year. That was all yeah. one year. Like that, that's yeah. three one years, year. like one year. And basically. now it's a new year. Yeah, I'm with that. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it not quite a five different. year. It's thing. reverse, like a two year. It's yeah. reverse dog years because it used to, the 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 conception used to be that it was oh the year for a dog is seven, but yeah. it's actually it it's like a, the dog's first year is like it's like five years of their life, right. and then it like incrementally gets like longer because they become um, an adult at like two years old usually right or three years old something like that but pretty much yeah so actually it's not reverse dog years this is the same thing um <laughs> it's the same thing this like i said and i am presenter brandon this is dan and bray presents and i did say that it is board bills 2004 yeah and what that means is this is the show this is a format where we your presenters go through the number one Board, I said board bill hits. I keep doing that today. The number one billboard hits of the year to give you a snapshot in time of the songs that were on the charts. You know, board bills is kind of like billboard in reverse. You were saying how it's like dog years in reverse? I never made that connection. <laughs> I never made that connection. Weird. Yeah. Hmm. Good one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm presenter Brandon. I'm excited to talk about 2004. Also, as previously defined on the show, another thing that cannot be argued is that this is the year where we all definitely met, no matter what. There's some there's speculation it could have been 2003, but right. for sure, we all knew each other at and some point in this year. In this year, yeah. So we are coming up on we are coming up on 20. Years of knowing each other, which is kind of insane. But hold on. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. The year 2004. Again, I'm still thinking in terms of high school grades. Never yes. mind. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. So we the we year, moved on from that. Sorry, sorry. We've the year 2004 is a year where we've met each other. All three of us hang out as a unit. Maybe not often yet. Not we're often. We're not really hanging yet. out, but we're at least friendly we're with f- each it, other. We're, yes. we're, a, we're a unit. Um, we communicated. We probably had a conversation. Yeah. Conversations us, were made. Us three aren't known as a trio yet to anybody. No, that doesn't later. really happen until this podcast. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> true. Hey, there's the famous picture of the ch- on, on my fridge of us, the three of us. Uh, yeah, from what Kairos. year do you think that's um, from? Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's from 2007. That's yeah. a, that is a good trio moment. Yeah. Uh, that weekend. Yeah. Uh, but sorry, I'm presenter number two, uh, presenter Danny. Um, I think Dave referred to me as that presenter over there. Uh, yeah. Re- uh, recently. <laughs> Listeners are viewing in gallery view, so they see, they understand. This is the show where we get most excited talking about where we were because we've always record this one before Dan and Bravo, even though it comes out after. Because so. it's easier to, easier to do. It's just easier for us if to do that. If you want to know, 
Bravo less is prep a tough, work, way less prep. It's work. a tough show to prepare. Bravo is a tough one to prepare. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of copy and paste for me from Wikipedia. It takes a long time. A lot of clips. This isn't that show. This is just us going bang, 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 bang. Number yeah. through the number one songs on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. We do the other charts on another show. That's the next mm-hmm. show. That's bonus bills. We're not there yet. I'm excited to do this. I'm excited about this year. High quality year. Spoiler. Better than 03, I think. You think? Better than 03. Yeah, 03 was a little bit of like... Better than 03. Not enough better th- variation. Better than 02, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to think about it. Better than 01. <laughs> See, I don't know. Those couple, those first couple were great. Yeah. 03, I feel like... I don't know. But anyway, I like this year a lot. I'm excited to get, talk about these hits. And yes, we all met in 2004. We are, we were freshmen in high school and also soft, early sophomores, young, young sophomores. Yeah, and I'm presenter number three, Dave Cologne. And the summer in between. And the summer in between. And the summer in between. Yeah, is this year better than 2003? Let me think about that. Uh, sure. Uh, sure it is. Yeah. Uh, sure. (laughs) I guess so, Dan. Glad you put a lot of thought into that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think about it. Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's another another clue to what I'm doing. Um, right. This is someone's year, undoubtedly, and I like what they're doing mostly. So, yeah, I'm a supporter mm-hmm. of them and uh, what they do this year, for sure. So, a uh, sure. So. Um, (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about these hits I think we were in similar territory I should say before we get into it we're in similar territory that we have been in the last few years you know a lot of hip hop a lot of R&B and then a lot of an American Idol (laughs) (laughs) I mean it is a a formula it is a pattern now it like, is because it happens it next year a, too. Um, I looked yeah. and looked. It happens again <laughs> next year. Also, it's the same thing. It's a lot of repeat artists. It's a lot of repeat, a lot of repeat artists for the last too. couple of years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's elevated. I think it's the same but elevated. Mm-hmm. Personally. Well, your spoilers, well, Dave. We'll talk I mean, about like, it. Though. Wh- we'll talk about we'll it. Talk though, about because it. yeah, yeah. So kicking off, I mean, kicking things off and carrying over from the last year is hey ya. Uh, by Outkast. So, one, the two, end three, of the year, Hey Ya went for three weeks at number one. Okay, and then it carries over for six more weeks. So, it's been a total of nine weeks on the charts. Damn. It's still a little surprising to me that this song came out in uh, in, the, in the dead of winter and holiday season. Yeah, that's not what I picture it as. Well, right? That's when it hit number one. When oh, did it true. come out, yeah. though? True. When did it come out, though? True. It yeah. came out in the fall, maybe. But still, I mean, if it's hitting number one, that's its, okay, that's its peak. That's so it does make sense, yeah. You think about it more of as a yeah. summer song. Still, though, to be released end of summer, yeah, that, I wouldn't have guessed that for this one. Yeah. Hey, um, you want to hear an interesting fact from songfacts.com? Sure. Sure. Andre 3000 wasn't the first to portray every band member in a video set on a variety show. Want to guess who did it first? 
set on a variety show. In a music video? In a We're music video. Remember the music video? Andre, Andre 3000 plays all the different parts of the band on like the Sullivan type show. Um, right. Eminem did like fun shit like that. Like, uh, Wasn't Eminem? In some music close. videos. He did close, close. Phil Collins. I'll say it. Phil Collins did the same thing in his video for Two Hearts. So I thought, really? Wow. Close. I said Eminem and you said close. <laughs> White guys have a lot of soul. Well, he does reference him in Stan, so. Two hearts. Great song. Two hearts. So I got to check out that video, see how much 3,000 jacked from our boy Phil. But yeah, two great artists. Indisputably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked a lot about this uh, on the last episode, so we don't have to get into it too much, but big song. A unique one. Unique. Unique. Yeah, very unique. That's, uh, you know, certainly the smash hit from Andre's side of that album. That was Andre's side of the yeah. story. Should we hear? Not yet, because I have no news. No, I, w- I okay. was just going to say, this would have been a, such a great segue, such a <laughs> seamless transition way to just kick off the next song. But nope, we no have shot. to uh, insert. Okay. No uh, so, shot. Uh, uh, presenting okay. uh, uh, their uh, chat GPT segment uh, <laughs> is uh, Dan Dan A Dan AI like yeah. Dandroid Gump. Dan A Dandroid Dandroid is pretty good Dandroid <laughs> yeah oh my god Dandroid um <laughs> this is this is the segment Chat DBP where <laughs> Dandroid yeah. Chad uh, Chad. Chad, Chad G- <laughs> DBP. Chad I, I, DBP. I like it being Chad. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> Chatty Chad. <laughs> oh, wait. That could be because we don't have um, DBPS uh, 6. Uh, 6 is not really a thing. Yeah, not really yeah. a thing this so season. Chad DBP <laughs> is uh, <laughs> our new. It's so dumb. We moved from robots to AI. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's but it's a but it's a broier robot. It's Chad. It's Chad DBP. It's a Chad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's not a beta. That's for sure. Not the beta. We're past the beta. Really uh, good. Version. Also really good. Not the beta. You know, Dan, that there's a there's a way that with Chat GPT you can insert text and say rewrite this check for plagiarism. And then you can just read that, so at least it's a little new uh, okay. and fresh. Okay, yeah. Say, so rewrite this, check for plagiarism. It's a good idea, but I won't be doing that. I am pro-plagiarism. <laughs> Got through college, mostly plagiarizing stuff. It, this is more uh, chat CP. Copy-paste. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna say, don't like yeah. the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Well, Chat and paste. All right. Okay. So <laughs> it's uh, six weeks at number one this year, like Brandon said. Nine weeks overall. Three weeks from last year. So from January third to the week of February seventh. Yeah. Got a lot. This is my music news segment. Now with Chad GPT. It's Chad Kurt. DBP. Kurt Lode in his pants. Kurt Lode in his pants, always here. Um, I was Kurt Lode in his pants? That wasn't yeah. ever his. No, it was just like a thing we said. I wasn't no, Kurt Lode in his pants. I called you Kurt Lode in his pants. I don't like a, th- No, I don't think so. I think because it, you always did the music news, and so did uh, Kurt Loder 
I think we were talking MTV? about Kurt Loader, and then you just said Kurt Loader in his pants. So it's just like a thing to say. I don't, I don't think, think so. I was Kurt. All right, fine. I think I assigned the name to you. Okay. Take it away, fine. Kurt. Thank you. Uh, okay, January 3rd, Britney Spears marries her childhood friend. Okay. Oh, right. In Las Vegas. His name is Jason Allen Alexander. His right. Name is, his name is Jason right. Alexander. I, his name is Jason Alexander. <laughs> totally forgot about I this. I didn't know they were. I don't even remember this. They've been friends since childhood. Her and uh, George Costanza. George Costanza. Um, That's wild. Slash uh, jerk and pretty woman. Um, yeah, the, like the rapist and yeah, bo- yeah, co- uh, sexual assaulter, yeah, assaulters? sexual assaulter, yeah, assaultist, assaultist. <laughs> sexual, sexual assaulter and pretty woman. That's not funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> the marriage is annulled 55 hours later. Quick annulment. Oh, yeah. not even like right. 55 yeah. days, 55 hours. Hours, yeah. So it's a true Vegas story. Quick. Yeah, Brittany and George. Oh, I wish I had more time to. Uh, come up with like a some kind of Seinfeld thing all right maybe we'll go back to it um January 15th uh okay so this kind of explains a lot on why this rapper we don't really hear from him anymore rapper mystical is sentenced to six years in prison for sexual battery oh no January 15th mystical so mystical not good buddy not gonna be not gonna be hearing from him for a bit um, or, or ever I mean, that's that's it. Um, okay. Damn. January 16th to February 1st, it's the Big Day Out Festival, which I think I've talked about before. That's in Australia and New Zealand, mm-hmm. headlined by Metallica this year. A Perfect Circle is originally named in the lineup, but later withdraw with Fear Factory appearing as a mystery artist in place of, in place of all of... God, this sentence sucks. Okay. Appearing as a mystery artist in place of all of a perfect circle's scheduled slots. Okay. They play multiple times, I guess. I guess. They were scheduled for multiple times. Yeah. Fear Factory. That was with Joe uh, Rogan, right? Right. Not to be con okay. Yeah, not to be confused with Joe Rogan. Fear Factor. <laughs> Fear Factory. Okay. Uh I gotta keep moving. February first. Sure this sure I brought this up on Bravo. No way to know. Uh Jan Jackson, Justin Timberlake perform on stage at the Super Bowl. That's this year. That's, oh, o- that's 04. That's 04. That's 04, man. 30. Oh, no. 04. Yeah. Super Bowl 38. Jackson's Which right. Which we undoubtedly spoke about on Dan and Bravo. Yeah, at length. Dan and Bravo. Right breast being exposed to the audience. The phrase wardrobe malfunction is coined during right. the ensuing controversy. Uh, okay. February uh, 8th. Yeah. Fuck JT. How about that, Dan? Good sure. Hero. Still gonna Screwed sell our other still, hero over. I'm still gonna be really into his music, <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, that sucked. Okay, February eighth, the uh, 46th annual Grammy Awards are held at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Outcast speaker box Love below becomes the first rap album to win album of the year. That's right. Wow. While they have the number one song, that's it's gotta feel good. Right, because the album came out the year before. Yeah, so pretty cool. Um, Critically beyond, adored and uh, yeah. Billboardedly adored, <laughs> right? As well, <laughs> uh, Beyonce wins five awards. Coldplay's "Clocks" wins record of the year, song that didn't come up oh. last year. Interestingly, mm. thought it yes, yeah, it's, uh, very intelligent song. <laughs> um, very timely 
You're <laughs> timeless, I think, yeah. actually. Timeless, right. <laughs> Record of the year, Luther Vandross Dance with My Father wins Song oh. of the Year. Mm. Love that. Um, big, big CD in rotation in my car, my family car. Really? Yep. And uh, Best New Artist goes to Evanescence. <laughs> hey, they brought something new to the table, so. Hey. Hey. Uh, okay, hey, and hey. February 13th, Elton John begins at... Also, Danden, uh, Brave, Board Bills legend, Elton John, dominated yeah. dominated the 70s, had the most number ones in the 70s, I believe. Probably most hits. Feels also. like it. Yeah. Feels like it. I think he did. Elton John begins the Red Piano concert residency at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. So it was originally scheduled for 75 performances. It would run for 248 shows over five years, including 24 tour dates in Europe. Okay, so it included a tour. That's not what a residency is. Okay. Not really. Okay. That's the news. Let's continue. Let's exit. I'm going to say this. Exit the speaker box and go to no. the level below. Other way around. Other way around. Uh, other way around. Other way around. Okay. Thank you. Although okay. on the CD, I think speaker box comes first. Right. Yeah. On the billboard number ones, it's flipped. Yes, because after, uh, hey, uh, Yields its reign at number one with Hey Ya. The song The Way You Move hits number one. Again, Outcast featuring Sleepy Brown. But this is Big Boy's turn. Big Boy's turn. So this is a song I was ready to present from the dance chart last year, but then I saw it hit number one this year. So oh, I did. Sorry, very good. I didn't very good. Yeah. Very good yeah. discipline, Daniel. It's called research. It's good. Yeah. You guys don't know how to do. Research. <laughs> uh, I'm glad they got Sleepy Brown on this track. I'm glad he, uh, they could wake Sleepy up from his nap to record this one. <laughs> Jeez. D- Dan. Okay, well, something I learned. Produced by Carl Moe, who had previously wrote and produced My Boo by the Ghost Town DJs which we covered on the show in the Bordament I think oh great song yeah pretty different sounding song so I you get to see his range but that's a cool little factoid and uh, something important for me which I never noticed until like reading it like on Wikipedia this week the harmonies the vocal riffing from Sleepy Brown very Marvin Gaye I Want You era like to a oh, T. Sure, yeah. That's cool. I, I don't know how I never like really thought about that. I've heard a song like you know hundreds of time times at this point. Yeah, it's like to a T, especially when he comes in and has his like little verse section. So shame on me. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. You should be shamed. You're a I huge, should be huge, shamed. I'm, huge Marvin guy. I love guy. Marvin Gaye. He's my favorite singer for years. Right. Yeah, you're the, you're the biggest Marvin guy I know. Shameful. <laughs> so that's an impre- That's your impression of yourself. Yeah. I love Marvin Gaye. He's my favorite singer <laughs> since I was in fourth grade. Loser. So, amazing song. My official take, Hey Ya's more unique. Definitely. I always like this song a little more. I always like this song a little more, personally. I like this song better. It's weird to say it's a better song. I just like this more. I don't know if I want, you know, I don't no, know if it's I, fair to say it's a better song. I just like the style. I like more. this more. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's smooth. We talked about this a little bit with Hey Ya. It's hard to remove the 
the permeation of culture that it became to kind of look right. at it in in, a, in fresh sense. So I think that definitely adds into it because I feel the same way too. Like I would for sure put this on faster than I would just put on like hey ah uh, like I don't yeah. need to put that on. It's become, if I'm if know, I'm at a bar, I'm getting way more hyped that this comes on than hey ah over, uh. over hey ah uh, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey ah, uh, little played out. Which. But a little played out. Again, what? a very important song. Very yes. different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Important song. Is this the best song on the album? Eh, probably not. There's, there's no. some other ones there. On yes. speaker box? Well, on the whole thing. No, oh. I like other no. ones more. No. Again, I said I love ghetto music. That's probably my... That's one of my favorites. I like Roses. And uh, Andre's on that. Roses is great. Yeah. I think... Uh, I, I love Roses. Um, I love... So she lives in my lap. Like I love some of that weird stuff. That sounds on. cool. That sounds pretty. The love below yeah. a lot. Yeah, I love that. Is it called Rooster? I love that song Rooster on the Big Boy side. That's a Rooster oh, and, crazy fun song. And this song is definitely prototype. Uh, might be my favorite. You are the prototype. I think yeah, that was love again. Yeah, I, gotta, I, I gotta listen again. It's been a while. Um, but th- it w- this song also, I think, had appeal for people of all ages. Like, there's old people definitely vibing to this song too. Like Dave, you were saying right. like, the Marvin Gaye sound. The like, old heads could get down to this. Yeah, this is everybody. Whereas, hey, uh, not really. Um, hey, uh, is for the youth, and it, it has the yeah. horns that, like, if you strip those horns from this context. They sound like they're right up there with that Santana, uh, Rob Thomas, you know, you know, you know bar, bar, like that's Mark a Anthony. Fair take. Like, yeah, it's not like oh, it's true. Like they don't. Yeah, they're not like. I don't know what another way to describe. They're not like good horns. They're not like. How do I, They're not like soul. Complex. It's not like it's not like they got like Tower of Power in there doing like soul rips okay. or anything. Like it, right, it feels yeah. like kind of. Santana. Like more of that. <laughs> Good connection. Yeah. yeah, it is some like a Santana horn riff. And it's horns yeah. of the era. Yeah, but it, yeah, it, using a different context, they're totally, totally fine and work well. Ooh, just yeah, really just quick, like classic riffs. You know, as a person who just moved, and like all the stress involved with that, this song gave me a lot of confidence. Um. And I was starting to doubt my moving <laughs> abilities, but then I listened to this song, and if Big Boy likes the way I move, I can do it, okay? I can get it done. And I did, so this song is... <laughs> 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 Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah, thanks, Big Boy, Big for li- liking the way CD Dave Bob. moves. <laughs> <laughs> um, are, we, are we reading something, or are we moving on? One quick thing, because it was just one week at number one, one which is crazy, blasphemous. One week. Come yeah. On. Song's great. February 17th, Smashing Pumpkins frontman Billy Corgan posts a bitter message on his personal blog calling Darcy Retsky a mean-spirited drug addict and blaming James Iha, Iha, how do you say, the other guy in the band, for the breakup of the band. Their fault. So, <laughs> Pumpkins are being smashed. <laughs> yeah. Um... That band's breaking up. All right, let's move on. He's here, guys. We finally got to him. Yeah. He's here. We finally got to him on the charts. That's right. Twista is here. 
<laughs> finally here. Oh, I was talking about Jamie Foxx. <laughs> nah, Jamie oh, Foxx has been on the show um, before. Just not this format. Uh, yes, former guest, friend of the show, Jamie Foxx. We yeah. hope you're doing well. Yeah, thank this you. This is Twista, Kanye West, Jamie Foxx with Slow Jams. It's So it's credited as a Twista song. Mm-hmm. Even though it's on both albums, it's on Twista's album and it's on Kanye's album, but it's a Twista song. Because I think this version came out first. It's like less Jamie Foxx portions in the in the, the Twista version. The Kanye West album version had like more content. He's like okay. expanded on the single, I think. But um, last song sounded like Marvin Gaye. This one name drops him. <laughs> And uh, Kanye, if you don't know, he produced this track. He's also a, a rapper on it. He also produced for Alicia Keys and Jay-Z. So you might know his production work with other artists. And uh, this is probably the first song I learned who Kanye was, I, yeah, I would think. Probably me too. Yeah, I think so. This song is probably my entry to intro to Kanye. Yeah. I remember being in the mall and my dad told me about him and he said he liked him because he was a Christian. Maybe Jesus Walks was his first single. I forget. Which made me made me suspicious of him at the time. And then I turned around on it, you know, and I ended up liking his music. And uh, I regret that now. Jesus Walks, College Dropout, also? Yes, it is. Through the Wire was the first single. But... Oh, Through the Wire was the first single. So Jesus Walks was the first single probably my dad heard and he told me okay. he's a Christian. Yeah, so my dad actually told me about Kanye West, which is kind of interesting. Do you think it'd be the other way around? Uh, Speaking of, uh, Preet just mentioned moments ago, samples uh, Luther Vandross, uh, House is Not a Home, written by Burt Bacharach. So lots of lots of DBP connections, right? You know, throughout throughout that there. I thought it was Dionne Warwick. It's not. It's a Dionne Warwick song. Oh, her originally, but the Luther Vandross version. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Luther, it's a sample of the Luther, Luther Vandross cover of Diane Warwick's song written by Burt Bacharach. That makes sense. Right. Because yeah. I remember like when I listened to that Luther Vandross song like a few years ago, and I was like, oh, this is definitely the basis of... It's like the ending of the song. He just goes into that well, well, well section. Which is very cool. It's a house is not a home. Yes, house is not a home. Are you gonna be, say you're gonna be, are you gonna be, say you're gonna be, are you gonna be, say you're gonna be? Well, 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 well. Yeah, all right. So, obviously, this is our intro to Kanye, but let's talk about Twista, right? It's a Twista song. We should talk about Twista. Let's yeah. give Twista some credit. He's a Chicago guy, Chicago rapper. Right. His career kind of fades away pretty quickly. It's really just like a few years here. It's a tornado. It's a Twista in and out of the area. So, he gets a lot of credit for his speed. I think he broke like a record or something. It's, I was reading about it. Like 1992. Yeah. Crown the world's fastest fastest rapper. Oh, ni- oh back in 92. Okay. So, yeah. maybe he is the first person, but the first person to rap quickly in a, on a popular song, I mean, that could go to Busta Rhymes, that could go to maybe uh, the, Cle- the Cleveland guys also, they were rapping quickly. Um, Bone Thugs. Bone Thugs, Bone Thugs. Like, they were kind of doing that also, not as fast. Twist is the fastest, I think. I think he is. Yeah. Busta Rhymes is very fast, but Twist is the fastest, so that's his whole thing. I always thought it was really cool. I thought he was really good. I think I liked it. Yeah, yeah. 
excellent flow. And yeah, all the lyrics in the song is referencing old R&B. Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know what's yeah. funny? Like this whole time, I didn't get she wasn't ready for the world. That's a group. I was going to say that. We've talked podcast. Did not know that at the time that that was even a group. But now we know. Yeah. Ready for so the world. So thank you, Dan and yeah. Bray Presents. For now I know who Ready for the World is. Right. There were oh, sh- Sheila. Was that Ready for the World? Or, oh, Sheena. Oh, uh, but was that the song we covered on the pod? Yeah, because oh, it hit number one. We, we did. Yeah, we did talk oh, about that. It hit number one. It sounded like Prince in the eighties. Yes, and right. then they, we also covered "Love You Down." Oh, the original which was a board- slow jam. That's season one uh, of the on show. The Bordament. Wow. Let me slow you down. Wait, slow you down. Love you no. down. Love you, you down. It. Yes. yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, ready for the world. I do want to just affirm God. what you were saying, Dan, uh, on this uh, other article I have p- pulled up here about um, like a su- not necessarily subgenre, but kind of a subgenre of hip hop called Chopper, which originated in like Chicago Midwest area. About oh, cool. Fast rapping. Okay. And it does say that, yeah, like Twista and Bone Thugs popularized it in the mid 90s, but it's just to name some of the early groups that did it in the early 80s were oh, uh, Treacherous Three. Uh, oh. the Treacherous Three. Okay, which so it's was a style that's been around. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't really hit mainstream until this. Like, until, well, I mean, Twista and Bone Thugs, just like you were saying. So, yeah, I mean, that we're, we, have, we have it about right there. Uh, so cool to know that term. You're a Chicago guy now. You should get in the chopper um, scene. And then Let's, reading. Uh, get to the chopper. <laughs> get, get to the chopper. Um, this is also, this is, it's entry points. Well, it's weird to say entry for Twist. I mean, this is Twist is, you know, maybe the biggest moment of his career. It's not his it's entry. entry. He's been, he's been doing point. it. Right. <laughs> Kanye's entry really as an artist. It's Jamie Foxx trying to be an R&B singer too. And and then he, right. eventu- he finally eventually does put out a few albums and is, you know, considered legitimate. Well, this legitimizes he, he, him, right? Because yeah. he was a, well, he, he was singing in our stuff. In, he put in out comedy. an album in the nineties, though. Oh, he did. Okay, so yeah, I didn't know. Oh, how he did. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, this was like a obviously him like being I only known knew as about, a singer now. I only knew about his albums in the two thousands. I did not know he put out an album in the nineties. He I thought has he had, an album in nineteen ninety four called Peep This. Ah, this. didn't even know that. Only knew about his two thousands albums. But like, I think he was successful, like, though, right? Like, trying like to a... be taken seriously as a singer, right. and this was his way of doing that. Like, he, I was reading about it. Like, he met Kanye at like a party or something. Yeah, to be, to be fair, Dan, it was, it, you know, it was really hidden on Wikipedia. You had to really like, you know, go through some loops <laughs> no, but to find. It's probably true that like people <laughs> didn't know he was a singer because that's not no, what he was I known know, for. Know. He was a famous comedian. Yeah, yeah, comedian, and then. We're going to learn. Jamie Foxx show. And then, but definitely being taken more seriously as an actor at this point, too, the, the following oh, year. Oh, right. And he probably yeah, won. Like, yeah. yeah. Did he win the Oscar yet? That was it next was year? this year. I think that was next. Like the next, I think it was next year. <laughs> the movies from this year and then maybe the Oscars next year. The song, though, that he does with Kanye is next year. The movie came out in 2004. Right. So the Oscar was 2005. But you know Probably, what I'm saying? Right? The song, <laughs> I don't want to spoil, the song where yes. he does the the Ray voice with Kanye. Is next year, cl- That's next year. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. A lot to be cleared up here. Yeah. So, big, important song for all these guys' careers. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. About it, it really yeah. is like a yeah. major song. And we haven't 
said this. I I really like this. The song is cool. The song yeah, is great. I like the song. I, we didn't really, tell about yeah, the content. Uh, yeah, it's good. It, the drums yeah. are really cool. They're like those fast yeah. bongo sounding things. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and and we, we've been talking about how in the last couple of years, we've been in this uh, kind of different period for hip hop when it comes to production, where a lot of these songs didn't have straight up samples. Like if they did, it was maybe like a lyric or something, but like they were not built on samples like like how hip hop you know started it and and you know with recognizable songs and then obviously yeah. kanye brings it back i mean even the way you move like the way you move and like you know the, that stuff is original like you know we talked about the nelly stuff and some of the ja rule stuff you know it was produced to make it sound like it was sampled but but wasn't and and uh kanye brings it back with it's like vengeance clearly I mean. a sample and it's like yeah, yeah. Manipulated and like reintroduces and yeah yeah and reintroduces the this like a new era to those old classics that you know but also kind necessarily of crate digging but also kind of to be honest like he didn't use always the most popular song like other hip-hop producers did. right which was like he did it in unique ways. He did it in different ways. He did it more in the ways that like Daft Punk and you know other right. artists. It's were, not the most well known manipulating stuff and chopping more yeah. than just using yeah song straight up yeah. Like oh I know this song I like it being used now in this new track. It's right. not that. It's like yeah. There's probably you know. so many old R and B songs I only know about because Kanye sampled them. Like that's right. the first exactly. time I heard it. Like there's right. so many. Yeah, you know he he was yeah. He was a master, very, really, very of, good. of that. And now yeah. we've regressed to where things are just basically covers, but with kind of new melodies. <laughs> like, it's like so yeah. many times you'll just hear, like, the I'm blue thing that like, we talked about. It's just <laughs> yeah, like, I was just going to bring that back up. Are, yeah, are, the, yeah. It's like, what are we even doing anymore? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're just doing karaoke. Yeah. Anyway, you want to read your one week worth of news? But no, really, I, I don't really have quick, news. Dan. Oh, sorry. Dan, really quick, we didn't talk about this. You know, the song's called Slow Jams. Well, this guy needs it to offset all the fast rapping. Twist is so fast that <laughs> it's kind of a interesting um, contradiction of sorts. He's a really fast rapper, but he's talking about slowest of jams. Hmm. Always, <laughs> always found that kind of interesting. He's going, but like the yeah. music he's effing to is really slow. It's a fun idea. Yeah, it's like a lesson for Twista. <laughs> yeah, Twista is somebody that's you know. Rapping and speaking and moving very fast all the time. He's got to chill. You know, he's got to have those. Uh, you say the slow jams to. Did you say that he's effing to? Yeah, effing to. Yeah, effing. <laughs> farting. Okay, he's farting too. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> farting. Yeah. Okay. Now, nah. funning. He's having fun. Funning. Funning. <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. That was okay, nothing. So you said oh, sorry. You don't have news. Next song. Next song. I don't have news. Right. I feel like I was going to say something. Well, let's just move on. Next song. So a huge smash hit right here. And actually, we do have a personal connection to this song, the three of us as a trio. We do. For, for 12 weeks, this is Yeah, Usher, featuring Lil Jon and Ludacris. Peace up. Peace up. A-Town. Uh, just a yeah. smash, smash hit. Absolute smash. Yeah. This became a standard, basically. This is... A school dance staple, right, Dan? Well, Brandon, what were you, what's the connection to us? Yeah, three? what's the connection? What you, what oh, sorry. What's the connection? That the three of us worked on writing a chart for this for for a band. For yeah? 
Was this, this, was one, of, was one, this of one of the ones? You know, it's funny you said that. We definitely did that for the way you move as well, right? The way you move. I was going to say that. Wow. I forgot. Yes. We just, this, we love 04. I think yeah. we dropped this one because it, we tried, I think, having like the flutes do the... And it was like... Oh, my God. You're right. I haven't thought about that in a while. Yeah. So we never actually did it, but we tried to do it. I think we tried it and it just like it didn't go over well, so we dropped it. But some of the other ones we actually did execute. God, I yeah, really, but, really, yeah, I remember really sitting around enjoy the computer doing that with you guys. I love. We wrote doing out that. like charts for band. I agree. Yeah. We did so to play at the uh, football games. Yep. Um, so yes, one of the songs included in that like medley or that is hits number one next year. Ah. I was like looked ahead, so I don't want to say it. But anyway, this era obviously. Big for us, and so like those are the songs we thought of. Dave, I have a lot I could say. You go, Dave. Well, I was gonna say school dance staple. This song was like always a great opportunity for the best dancer in the school to show off their moves. So basically, me every year, right? Um, I, I think of Danny when I hear his song, and also my my dear cousin Rod. I was a big Usher fan, and I think he was into this song but to be honest you know we heard usher a few years ago when he had his 8701 tracks hitting number one this felt a little like a betrayal from usher at the time it felt a little bit like a dumbing down of his sound and his lyrical content i mean yeah really usher the fuck i could have thought of that you know <laughs> kind of like when bruce when you know he made the river he dumbed down the sound uh to appeal to more people and then later on Born in the USA to even better effect. But I think as an older, mature person, I do appreciate it a little bit more. This is when Crunk goes R&B. It's an important yeah, track. I was going to say that. Yeah. You know, Lil John, Luda. And Luda doing a Twista-esque thing, right? With the fast rapping. Yeah. Song. Yeah, Luda kills it. Yeah, Luda's verse is great. This that we're hearing right now. So, I have a pretty big kind of take that I've been brewing on okay. before even realizing that this was going to be on this chart yeah. this year. But it's just when I've been thinking about doing this show for the 2000s and everything, as much as Kanye kind of changed things sound wise in his own way and probably was the most like unique as like an artist of himself I think this song is the the demarcation line between the true moving into the new era in terms of the sound and it's very much about the inclusion of that synth sound where from now between like 2011 and 12 yeah so many songs had these like dance preset riffs like I'm thinking of like later on down the line like Neo and like stuff like that like uh, they all had these like 90s dance synth lines and stuff like this and I, I, I think that this is the the first and time that this ushered uh, that into the mainstream of that that kind of clubbier the clubbier style of R&B becoming merged more with hip hop like to be where we are now eventually where it, it all kind of blurred together a little bit more I don't know it's a take I was uh, kind of brewing on 
and I want to. I'm interested to now track that with this as the right. ap- first appearance of it. So, yeah, like I said, Crunk goes R and B. Yeah, like yeah. this is the, the most successful yeah. song that mm-hmm. has what you're describing, Brandon. But it, it was starting to bubble already. Like I, what I talked last about last year with yeah. Lil, Lil John and Crunk specifically. Mm-hmm. He's using mm-hmm. that like um, I don't know what year it is. You know, you know what? It actually might be after this, so you could be right. But like, snap your fingers, Lil John has that exact synth sound, and like that's like around that's the two thousand six. Okay, that's after this, right? Yeah. So so yeah, so it's there. Yeah, it's huge. Um, but yeah, it's like yeah, it kind of defines an era, and it's it's just like used all the time. Um, how do I feel about this song now? At the time, don't even get me started. Don't even get Were me started. Were you big started. on the song, Dan? I couldn't be more hyped. I was right, waiting right, right, for right. New Usher, and this came out, and then the video came out. Mm-hmm. Me and A. Charles, friend of the show, like like little schoolgirls, like ogling over how fucking cool Usher is with this song and the oh my god. I remember so you it didn't have very my well. reaction, Dan. No, not then. But but this song is you still hear it in every like you know, you go to a wedding, you go to whatever I mean this song yeah. is it's still out there. It is never gone. It's one of those songs we talk about that is never gone away. It's not going away. Um, and something interesting I did read about Dave, which kind of goes into what you're saying. This was not on the album Confessions. It was the last song added because the producers, the label were like, you need a banger. You don't have a banger. You have right. hits. You don't have a banger. Usher was going to lead with mm-hmm. the next song we're going to talk about, Burn. He was right. going to lead with that. And that was going to be his like, okay, this is me now. This is what I'm doing. But they were like, no, 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 no. It then they reached the out album to- that much. Right. Then they reached out to Lil John. Lil John was like, let me see what I can do. This is a Lil John song that happens to be Usher singing. I mean, that's what this is. Could have been anybody. It's Lil John and like it's his kind of creation from what I from what I read. I'm sure Usher had a you know a lot of input. But I think at first from what I read, I don't think Usher was that that into this, which makes sense with what you're saying. Yeah, because it doesn't fit with the rest of the album really. But I want to talk when we get to this, the other songs, Burning Confessions. I want to talk about this more with like the story of the album because it does mm. kind of fit in story wise yeah. with what he's trying to say, which up until recently I thought was entirely real. And then I think, Dave, you told me recently it's not, but we'll talk about that. But anyway, that's the big thing I want to talk about at the time. Obsessed with this, obsessed with this song for years after. Now I hear it. Am I sick of it? Maybe slightly. Maybe I'm slightly sick of it now. I don't know. I uh, yeah, I don't love it as much as other Usher stuff. But go ahead. This might be the song of song of the two thousands. Like, okay, this is another right thing in the I middle. wanted to say. Yeah, at least it's one of the songs of the two thousands. I know where, where it sits commercially in the two thousands. I looked that up too. When I think of like songs where like I wasn't really listening to a lot of like mainstream music, I heard a song a lot at the time. I just you couldn't avoid it. So yeah, but again, I was more of a fi- of a fan of like you got it bad 8701 i thought it was more way more sophisticated than this one and i think uh it was a dumb down but hey the people loved it of course they did when we get Fucking through dummies. the <laughs> when we get through the other usher songs i'll give you my full take on yeah. this compared to 8701 because for the most part i i agree with you and at the time i did too i was just so hyped and so excited I for get new it. usher yeah i get it 
and this was cool. This was like so fun. And, um, and again, the video, God, I love the video. Um, does like a rock with you video sort of tribute with the lasers in the back. Like it's, yeah, love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was always a little cold on it and like I, I got the hype on it and I just, yeah, it feels, I always feel like I can't latch onto like, like there's no like structure. It feels like to me, it just kind of just feels like, like it's just that. And like, I know there is structure to it, but I, yeah, it's just never been for me in, in any way really. So, and I've also been out of the three of us, the, the least into Usher and not even by choice, just, it's just never, never happened for me. And so it just kind of, uh, you know, what was, you know, fed down to me. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on that song. Um, Music we, yeah, let's do news. And then I do have another Usher thing I want to talk about, but we have other Usher songs that are coming. So I'll do that with, <laughs> with one of the next songs. Yeah. Okay. So there's 12 weeks at number one. It's the second yeah. biggest hit of the decade. We haven't gotten to the biggest hit yet. Okay. The biggest hit is like that, it. It feels like it's it's one yeah, of the major ones. It's massive. Yeah. The biggest hit is next year, which I, I okay. knew it was the biggest. It's it's I can't we'll think talk, of we'll, what we'll, it could be yet, but yeah, we'll, well, we'll talk about it tomorrow tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> talk about it next year. <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. okay. So twelve weeks, so a lot of news. Um March 2nd, Britney Spears embarks on the Onyx Hotel tour, her first mm-hmm. tour in two years to support her fourth studio album, In the Zone. It's called the Onyx Hotel Tour. Where's that at? I, I, I don't know. All right. Uh, Sounds like a residency. <laughs> yeah, it's a tour. <laughs> <laughs> I think people on Wikipedia don't know the difference between a tour and a residency. I think they're not really getting it. It's another example. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, March 9th, Westlife member, Brandon, Westlife, Westlife member Brian McFadden leaves the band. So Brian's out. Um, March 10th, DBP legend George Michael announces that Patience will be his last commercially released record and future releases will be available from his website in return for donations to his favorite charities. Hey, Hey. look at that. Do it for George. Good job. Good do job. It, do it for George. He's done with the money. Okay. March 13th. He has, enough. has enough. March 13th, uh, Luciano Pavarotti gives his last performance in an opera in Tosca at the New York Metropolitan Opera. It's his final performance in an opera. I was there. Dave was there. <laughs> um, in spirit. Wish it was. March 23rd talking about usher this is when he releases confessions the album that we're talking the about albums okay and yeah i remember this was huge news we we're talking about it on trl 1.1 million copies in its first week i remember that number oh, specifically i remember how big of a deal this yes i remember that being the headline the news it was over a million copies in the first week this was a big deal making the first r&b artist to ever accomplish that and the album would be the top seller of the year with uh, four number one singles so more to come yeah April 6th, previously unreleased Johnny Cash album called My Mother's Hymn Book is released less than a year after his death on September 12th, 2003. And then Modest Mouse uh, releases Good News for People Who Love Bad News. It's included in the music news thing here. Uh, okay. April 26th. Oh, really big news. Yeah. Really big news. April That's 20th. my birthday. 
Happy birthday, Brandon. Really big news on your birthday. Dream Theater performs at the Nippon Budokan Hall in Tokyo, <laughs> Japan. <laughs> oh, and happy birthday indeed to Brandon. That might be the, the DVD, DVD that, that I we think eventually that's the, would watch because it, oh, it was man. live at Budokan. That's the DVD that was on in our band trailer in high school all the time. <laughs> it was that and uh, Stomp, remember? Right, Stomp, Stomp was also a staple. That was also a staple on the, on the, on the, on the TV when... There was no teaching or anything to do. We were just watching that kind of stuff. Great era. Great era. Okay. Um, let's keep going. May 1st to the 2nd, annual Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival takes place in California, headlined by Radiohead and The Cure. Yo. Um, lineup also <laughs> features Pixies, hey. Flaming Lips, Bell and Sebastian, okay, those are my guys too. Muse, MF Doom, Oof. Basement Jacks, Death Cab for Cutie, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, Craftwork, and Cool Keith. God, that sounds awesome. Wow, what a wow. lineup. Yeah. That, cool that's Keith. Cool. I had a Coachella wow. DVD mm-hmm. that came out in, I think, 2006 that had a lot of, like, pro... Sh- like, it was, like, a, a Coachella DVD of uh, some of the previous years. That's, like, most of what it was, was that lineup right there. Because I remember, like, all of those performances, and it was so sick. Really great DVD. Yeah, that sounds awesome. May 10th, okay, Blender Magazine's May issue includes a 50 worst songs ever list. We Built This City by Starship is rated okay. the worst. Which That's the worst one? I remember this. No This way. was VH1, all over VH1. It was also yeah. VH1's. Yeah. Right, which I wonder if they, I wonder if they, t- I wonder if VH1 did this special oh. based on Blender Magazine's list. Could be. It could have been, because that definitely was number one on VH1's list right. as well. And if you're making a worst songs ever list, I mean, not I even know. close. There I remember hearing plenty, that song. There are plenty Not worse even songs close worse. I know. I mean, if you're going like, and first, it's... Because it's actually a good song, so that's the first thing you got wrong. It's good. <laughs> it's catchy. It's catchy as fuck. It's like... And it's hilarious. And it's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun song to listen to. It has a good melody. But yeah, that's it's cheesy. I was gonna say there are worse, there are worse Starship songs. Yeah, I'm sure there are. That's like <laughs> there's also better Starship songs. True. Well, sure. Right. Or uh, I think they have a song, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. they do. Sarah's yeah. good too. Great, great song. Um, listening to that a lot when Sarah was born. Okay, now we can move on. To more Usher. <laughs> uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks on the charts. Burn. So that gives Usher uh, 19 weeks in a row. So from February to July. Just so far. So far. Uh, but I mean the rain. You're talking about the full rain? Yeah, just of uninterrupted, uninterrupted Usher. Like, we thought 2001 was the Usher year or whatever. Not like, really. <laughs> no, not really at all. Because so, so poor, man. This is, yeah, this is his year. Burn, appropriate title for many reasons, because I'm sure a lot of people burn this CD on their... Sorry, song on their oh, CDRs. There's another thing I wanted to mention. Dude, okay. Burning. I CDs. I bought this CD from. I'm just gonna say the full name. Sean Chasmar. <laughs> I bought Confessions from a guy we went to high school with <laughs> in religion class for five bucks. I paid him five bucks and he handed me the CD that that he burned. He burned it himself. He burned. 
got to let it burn, bought, buddy. I bought the CD that he burned. Yeah. And that was my copy that I listened to for years. That's so that. funny. Yeah. I bought it. Yeah, he burned it. It was like a drug deal. I remember, like, giving him money and handing me the CD <laughs> in the classroom. It was illegal. Classic. Classic stuff. Love this song. Great R&B jam. Not as good as You Got It Bad. It's not, not as, as good as You Got It Bad. It's not. But it's good. I like it a lot. I like it but a lot. This is more the Usher I love and cherish. Yes. I was still course. a little yeah. shaded out once this song came out. I was still a little bit like, you gave me, yeah. Uh, so I'm a little bit mad at you. But listening to it now, it's like, oh, I'm listening to it for the first time again. Really appreciating the production. And uh, cool um, type of uh, song. It's like a kind of a complicated love song. You know the relationship is done. You got to end it. You got to let it burn. It's not what you hear every day on a R&B track. And uh, great melodic interpretations of crying, too. That's why I put that out there. He's really going the boo-hoo route. But he does right. a couple of like, <laughs> Yeah. A lot of hooting <laughs> yeah. from Usher. I love it. It's kind of funny. Yeah, like just, I mean, obviously it makes a lot of sense what you saying the setup of how Yeah was added at the very end because they needed that that smash. And it does feel it has a little bit of those uh, Christina Aguilera dirty and beautiful being on the same album kind of vibes. <laughs> yeah. Like, which yeah. I would have never have thought, like when you think about it, uh, I would have thought those were two separate, like eras or albums. Same, yeah. Similar energy. Yeah, it feels it feels like a spiritual sequel musically to You Got It Bad, but yeah, that was the banger do, ballad like on eighty seven oh one. This is the banger ballad on uh, on Confessions. Yeah, I do like this song though. Yeah, I do too. Another like classic R and B video. I think he's like in the rain, but then there's fire because it's burned. Like there's. Mm-hmm. Typical R&B video imagery. And a difficult song to hear right now since we're uh, recording during the forest fires of, in Canada. All the smoke is blowing yeah. to where so, we're at, or where I'm at, and Brand's at. Yeah, all the pictures of New York are orange, and everybody yeah. keeps making the same Blade Runner joke everywhere. I keep seeing yeah, the Blade, Runner, Blade Runner joke Runner. over it's and over Runner. again. Calm down, Roger Deakins. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I did see somebody say like, "Oh, it looks like Mexico in movies." <laughs> That's that I thought was pretty funny. That <laughs> I thought funny. was pretty funny. Someone That's posted, a good joke. Yeah. Someone posted a screenshot of Breaking Bad where the twins are crawling <laughs> on the ground, and they're like, they're like crawling to the bodega right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. Because yeah, it was the same thing in Breaking Bad when it went to Mexico. Right. It's yeah. Just like for some filter. reason. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Music news, Dan. Yes, and I will continue what I want to say about Usher because there's okay. another song. <laughs> yeah, many opportunities. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll have another opportunity, but I'm forcing it after the next song. I okay. want to talk about the Usher. I want to talk about Confessions as an album. We're going to talk about yeah. the song. Talk about my personal stuff. Okay. But yeah, this was another huge hit. Seven weeks at number one, right after Yeah. It was Yeah Burn. Yeah Burn. Yeah Burn. <laughs> Okay, May 24th, Madonna starts the reinvention tour. So a lot of big tours this year. A lot of big tours this yeah. year. In 20 cities with a oh, total... Tour of four. 404 oh, four, oh, tour. <laughs> 20 
20 cities, total 56 shows, making it the most successful concert tour of the year with a gross of $124.5 million. So it's the biggest tour of the year. The Madonna yeah, match. Tour. Yeah, match. <laughs> um, May 25th, Fish announces that after 21 years, they will break up following the summer 2004 tour. That's short. That's short. Fuck this year. Yeah, dude. What the fuck? No pumpkins, no fish. <laughs> what am I going to eat? <laughs> Got nothing to eat now. Yeah. It's like it's my diet right there. Pumpkin yeah. and fish. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, fish. right. No fall flavoring and no seafood. So what else am I going to eat? <laughs> okay. May 26th, we're about to talk about her song in a bit, Fantasia Perino. Um, Fantasia Perino yeah. wins the third season of American Idol, defeating Diana DeGarmo. God, I haven't thought about that name in a long time. Diana DeGarmo. That was the... She, I, I actually came across her name recently because she, I believe, is married to... I believe. Previously mentioned... Nice. Phil Collins. Uh, um, <laughs> Phil Collins, yes. Um, no, uh, singer of Michael Jackson's Butterflies, Ace Young from American Idol. I believe they're like, oh. together. Oh. American Idol <laughs> bridal. Right, a couple idols. American bridal. Take that, Bachelor. Not to be confused with The Idol, a horrifically reviewed show on HBO right now with The Weeknd. Supposed, right. supposed to be really bad. Supposed to be really, really bad. <laughs> Can't wait to watch it. Can't wait to watch it. Okay, um, May twenty eighth through June through June sixth, the Rock and Rio Concert Festival is staged in Portugal under the name Rock and Rio Li- Lisboa. Li- I think that's the city, Lisbon. Yeah. All right. Uh, Paul McCartney, Peter Gabriel, Foo Fighters, Metallica, Britney Spears, and Sting headline each of the six days. Wow. It's not in Rio de Janeiro. No, it's in Portugal. Oh, okay. Rock in Rio. It's, it says it's staged in Portugal. Does that mean it was faked in Portugal? It's staged? <laughs> like a moon landing? <laughs> it was staged. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's. they kept the name because I think it was in Rio at one point, but this is Rock in Rio, Lisbo- Lisbon. Okay, like, it's like uh, it's a traveling thing now. I guess. kept the name. Which is okay. a different location this year. Okay. Yeah. June 4th, guys, huge sad news. Dan and Bray presents Creed dissolved June 4th, 2004. That's it. That's it for Creed. This year is fucked. Guitarist and singing vocalist legend Mark Tremonti. Yeah. Drummer Scott Phillips and Brian Marshall were working on side project Alter Bridge along with Miles Kennedy of Uh of the Mayfield Four. The first album is One Day Remains. Me and Brandon had it. It ruled, which was scheduled to be released on August 10th. I really did enjoy so that album say, at the time. I really did like that album at the time. <laughs> the Alter Bridge album. Let me say, I, I, I didn't even put into perspective like what I was doing this particular summer. But y- what you just said just like triggered. Yeah, so that summer... <laughs> So every, you know, every summer I worked at that, the theater of Long Beach Island, like where I did the theater. Right. This summer I did, I did a local production in Bricktown. Yes. Uh, of, of Joseph, where I played Joseph. And pretty much all I did that summer was date, like hang out with my girlfriend, do Joseph and listen to Alter Bridge. <laughs> like I, this, I, I was like, I, I mean, I was also, this is when I was getting into some other stuff too, but this was like, 
I had no. <laughs> this was I was gonna say too. This was my the 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 absolute like valley of my engagement with popular music. This probably this point in time. And yes, Alter Bridge was huge for me. I knew that album inside and out. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Alter Bridge so funny. Like yeah, I I liked it. I remember because. It was the music of Creed, which I liked, and a vocalist I really liked too. It was like it was the like guy's a guy's yeah. The, the guy's voice is insane. It's just like really insane. Yeah, and I was very obsessed with it. <laughs> uh, awesome, Alter Bridge, Alter Brandon. Um, <laughs> okay, June fifth through the sixth, the annual Download Festival. A lot of music festivals, man. There, it's constant now. Download Festival again, hilarious name for a festival. Takes place at Donington Park in Leicestershire, England. Leicestershire. With uh, Lincoln Park and Metallica headlining the main stage. Pennywise and him headline. um, He's him. (laughs) Pennywise. Sorry, it's just. It's a current. Yeah. Band him. Sorry. Headline the Snickers game on stage. <laughs> game Snickers on, game Snickers, on stage. Snickers game on stage while the Barfly stage is headlined by Peaches and Suicide Girls. Um Download Festival. Okay. June 8th, Dave, this is news for you. The Alter Bridge thing was more for Brandon. This is for you, Dave. June 8th, yeah. Vel- Velvet Revolver released their first album, Contraband. <laughs> okay. So Pumpkins dissolve and <laughs> pre-dissolves and fish but we we have alter bridge and we have velvet revolver keeping rock alive so everything is not doomed we have ways out of this guys um i ho- i really hope alter bridge comes up on one of brandon's bonus charts we'll see <laughs> do, you, do they ever um, hit number one you think maybe we'll see that's a look rock chart cock chart all right june 10th um, Ray Charles dies at the age of 73 Acute liver disease Damn Like The year his movie comes out Yeah Yeah that wasn't planned Was it Yeah So, so it was after Hollywood they Hollywood Cabal af- Hollywood <laughs> Yeah Took him out <laughs> Cabal <laughs> Dude my eyes are not Closed to what they did Yeah dude I see what's going on I see what's going on Okay uh, June 11th, um, <laughs> here we go, Dave. Also, the Van Halen Summer Tour 2004 kicks off in Greensboro, North Carolina, making the return of not who you want, Sammy Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Sammy. I'll take Sammy, too. With, yeah, yeah, we, all, we, we all will at this point. We're, we've kind of celebrated him, established celebrating him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I kind of like him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it represents. kind of like him sometimes. What, his manager had the quote that he was like the greatest vocalist of all time or something. Right. Yeah, right. Um, He's the greatest vocalist he ever worked with. <laughs> he worked with like Michael McDonald. <laughs> right. Like a- he said Sammy Hagar was the best on vocals for the first time since his acrimonious departure from the band in 96. So Hagar is back. Gosh, I included way too much news. Okay. Can I, can I, okay, can I drop one nugget in here just because yeah. now it won't be a spoiler? I'm sorry to say, Dan, that the song Open Your Eyes by Alter Bridge peaked at number two on the U.S. mainstream. Come on. But it's okay because it had us open our eyes to what 
the Hollywood cabal did to Ray Charles. If it hits yeah. number one <laughs> in he, any other country, it is my international pick. Okay. <laughs> okay. But we can look forward no. to the year 2010 where the song Isolation from Alter Bridge 3 hit number one on both the mainstream Rob and the U.S. active Oh, my chart, God. Whatever that is. Well, it's cool. <laughs> the state of rock was great, I guess, in 2010. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Okay. A lot to look forward to. Here we go. June 12th, um, K-Rock, LA radio station, airs the 12th annual K-Rock Weenie Roast, which I've talked about before, with Bad Religion, Beastie Boys, Cypress Hill, The Hives, Hoobastank, The Killers, Modest Mouse, Newfound Glory, Story of the Year, The Strokes, Velvet Revolver, Yeah Yeah Yeahs, and Yellow Card. Yeah, it's a really good look at uh, State of Rock in 04. Um... Okay, June 22nd, 14th annual Lollapalooza Fez Festival, scheduled for July 17th, is canceled. They canceled Lollapalooza in 04. Um, organizers cite poor ticket sales. Don't know what happened there. There's probably more to it, but just a quick wiki headline. Um, that was canceled. Okay, June 25th, also for Dave, Eric Clapton sells his famous guitar, Blackie, at a Christie's auction. <laughs> That does not sound good knowing his past. I know. It's the, in quotes. Yeah. It's the name of his famous guitar, oh, Blackie. Jesus. God. Raising $959,000 to benefit the Crossroads okay. drug, drug Rehabilitation Center that he founded in 1998. Well, at least that's good. I guess. At least um, he's doing something positive, Kind of like, like I said on, a, what was it, Bravo 03. Like Diddy's fake charity. It's probably another funnel <laughs> into, his, <laughs> into his own pocket because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's <clears throat> he took away the, the beer funnel for the money funnel. <laughs> right. Nice. Okay. Swapped it out. Okay, and then the last thing, also on June 25th, while in Germany for his uh, a reality tour, David Bowie suffers a heart attack on stage. Ah, uh, yeah. Subsequently rushed to the emergency room for an angioplasty. Um, the incident brings an abrupt end to the tour and prompts Bowie to move away from both musicianship and public life in the following years, with his next album coming out nearly nine years later. Yeah. Yeah, take a breather. Okay. So let's uh, continue the trend of the last couple of years here. Let's move on to this song. Yeah. This is... I do not remember this at all. Nope. How it goes. <laughs> Me until, neither. Well, until I listen to it uh this is i believe no listening to it didn't help me i don't know this song <laughs> no that's true you're right yeah because i couldn't do it right now if you paid me uh i believe by fantasia i don't think i've ever heard this song before before like i listened to it this week for the show i don't remember this at all i mean i definitely did because i watched the show i'm assuming she performed it on the finale like oh they always God, did i know but i just don't remember it's just like these American Idol songs just get automatic one week number one status. It's just like right. It doesn't matter what the song is like. No. This we've been saying the last couple years could be any song. They just pay off the right people and it gets number one. But the thing is, is that it's always like this subpar, dated as hell, like very generic sounding thing. Why not just write a good song for them to sing? <laughs> So they're good vocalists. L listening back to this one, I didn't hate this one. Like I kind of hated the other ones. No, it's not a hate, but it's not. Yeah. It's not like interesting, or it's not like right. There's nothing to it that is memorable, really. Yeah. Okay, there are two interesting, mildly interesting facts about this. 
Okay. One, or they're basically the same fact about two different people. Okay. Two of the co-writers, one was Tamira Gray from American Idol, like season one. Oh. Was okay. one of the writers of this song. And uh, nice. Sam Waters, who was in Color Me Bad, was the other <laughs> oh, um, sick. Mm. Uh, songwriter. So at least, I don't know, something. <laughs> <laughs> At least I can explain something. Yeah. <laughs> about this song. I like this more than the other idol songs we've heard, I think. I like a little it is I like better. it. A, it yeah. is a little bit better. Yeah, I like it a little it more. Better. Yeah. It's kind of like a secular gospel song. Yeah. There's some gospel sounds in there with the piano and like the choir later. But also the title, I believe, but I'm pretty sure it's like a self empowerment thing. Right? Sure. <laughs> but it could maybe be like confused or like thought of as a gospel song or a Christian song if you weren't like really paying attention that much. Right. Yeah. Not to continue to bring up this uh, this guy, but there were definitely like R. Kelly songs that sound exactly like this that I loved <laughs> at the time. There were a few. So who's your who's your Fantasia? Because my Fantasia has always been like Mickey Mouse with the wizard's hat and the possessed uh, brooms and the water buckets. <laughs> that was always my Fantasia. But some some people probably grew up with this Fantasia. And uh, Fantasia 2000, I, would, I guess. Even though I never. Are you more of Fantasia 2000? This is. No, it's okay. this is, uh, Fantasia will be uh, coming to the big screen this year, reprising her role that she did on Broadway in The Color Purple. Oh, I was going to say, so her career back. went the Broadway route primarily. She went Broadway? Right? Okay. Yeah. That's good for her. I do, so the few things I remember, she wrote a book that it, like talked about how she was illiterate and like had like a lot of trouble growing up and, and all this stuff. And then she started a movie about herself, which is pretty... It was an interesting move, like playing like your younger self at that time. <laughs> I don't know how that movie performed, but right. um, yeah, she then did. Uh, she joined the the cast. I don't know when she did the the uh, the production. She must have just done it at one point. Um, I actually did see that on Broadway, but I did not see her. In it, okay. and she will be um, reviving that role. So she's—I said it before. She, this is season three winner, right? Yeah. Yes. So we had an American Idol song hit number one from season two, but it wasn't Ruben. It was. Uh, it, was Clay. Cl- it was Clay. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a season where the winner didn't hit number one, but he had that song. I'm sorry for 2004 come out. In, but like, didn't it this not year? come out in 04? Didn't it not come out in 04 though? Wasn't it like a? Uh, it was like a pre. No, I thought it was a post. Like, I'm sorry for. Oh, yeah, that wasn't. That wasn't. That was not Ruben's like American Idol song. No, no. It was a little, maybe a little bit more unique. It was called Sorry 2004. It came out. Check this out. It came out December 12, 2003. Oh. Mm-hmm. I had I oh, had so it t- like, I had it backwards. So he's <laughs> it came out before? I don't know, man. But the either way, hell? it was strange that that happened that Clay had the hit even though he didn't win. Yeah. He was huh. a sensation. Uh all right. So, anyway, so that that was only one week. 
Um, I do have some news just from the one week. I have news from one week. Okay, what do you got? Fantasia <laughs> this, wins uh, this, uh, American Idol. No, I yeah. said it already. I said that oh, like a month. Like that. I said that oh, already. A month ago? <laughs> yeah, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, <laughs> week of July 10th, um, XS Club star Rachel Stevens sets a world record for completing the fastest promotional circuit in just 24 hours, including a run for the charity sport relief. Wow. Uh, I kind of uh, don't know what that means. A in her own right. What are the qualifications right? for I that? Don't know. If you only have I one don't stop know. on the circuit, like if you only have one stop, like does that count? <laughs> World record for That's fastest promotional circuit. Yeah. That's All right. Weird. That's really weird. Okay. Here's something that just showed up that there's no way this is true because we already <laughs> know that this happened with Kelly Clarkson. It says American Idol winner Fantasia becomes the first artist in history to debut at number one on the Hot 100 with a first record. No, what? but maybe Kelly Clarkson hit like number two or like five. Oh, and it grew. Before the song hit number one. Maybe it was like a, sl- uh, a quick rise, but maybe uh, not a f- like a debut. It hit number, number one. one. It didn't debut at number one. Oh, okay. My mistake. That makes sense. Okay. So Fantasia debuts at number one. All right. Good for her. Um, Okay. July 11th, uh, McFly, the band McFly debuts at number one on the UK album charts with Room on the Third Floor. They break the record set by the Beatles as the youngest group ever to debut at number one on the album charts. McFly. Yeah. I was hoping they were going to break the promotional circuit record. They broke <laughs> set. <laughs> Already breaks it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now it's, uh, we got a little uh, Grover really action. Great sele- that was a great slate of news. To, uh, Thank you. For one week there. Yeah. Um, so we have the Busy return week. of our favorite, good old Cleave, the Grove, the Cleave. Grover Cleveland here. Uh, Burn comes back for one more week, and that is, of course, to all the new listeners, reference to our 22nd and 24th President Grover Cleveland, the only president to leapfrog until Donald John (laughs) returns this fall. No, it's not this fall. Um, But, uh, yeah, so this is our Grover Cleveland... uh, it's appearance, it's been a little bit. Love to see it. Now. We love talking about Donald John. On the show. Like Don John. Don John. <laughs> Don John. Yeah, why doesn't anybody ever call him Don John? I think his middle name is John, right? Um, it is, yeah. Don John. Yeah, I never, yeah, why have we never thought of that? Yeah, like the movie. That's him. I don't think do it's uh, uh, Okay, so yeah, Grover Cleveland, Burn comes back for a week, but only to be upended once again by himself. This is the second time this year that he has dethroned himself at number one. This is now Usher. Damn. Again, with confessions. It's gotta feel good. Part two. Good guitar. It's cool. It's like uh, it's in between like a ballad and a bop. This song, right? It's a cool vibe. Yeah. I can't believe he's telling us all this shit. 
This is Dirty Laundry on, on like a number one song. We get to be Usher's priest for like three and a half minutes. It's very interactive. And on the album, Confessions Part 1 goes right into Part 2. Yeah. So kind of interesting that Part 2 was released as a single, right? I don't think yeah. Part 1 was. He knew Part 2 would be the hit. In the video, they're combined into one song. In oh, the okay, video. they are. I'm pretty sure. Could be a Danny fact. I'm pretty sure Could on the Danny video, fact. it's one cool. thing. That feels, I hate to bring him up again, very R. Kelly. to like, okay. Yeah. Make yeah. the, like, part two, the, like, single, and then also, like, in the hook, he's like, this is part two. Gotta check out part one. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly, I was actually going to bring up R. Kelly for another reason, because it does sound like I'm a flirt a little bit, like some of the, like that particular yeah. flow yeah. in I'm a flirt. Yeah. But it's interesting. I'm sure a lot of people listen to part two, like obviously it was a number one hit, without hearing part one before it or ever. And it was kind of like me earlier this year, 2023, when I saw the second Avatar movie before seeing part one. And I might never see part one. I'm satisfied with <laughs> two. So that's just interesting. Like, it's, yeah. Clearly, like, I, you maybe would appreciate the song more if you knew part one, because it's, it's a, a tied-in story, but a lot of people didn't care about that. They like two. Well, so here's the thing. So I think this may be, What was the Danny fact that you said, Dan? The vid? That the video is could be part one. It is one and two in one okay. performance. So yeah. what I'm seeing here is on the album... Confessions is just an interlude and then goes right into Confessions Part 2. Only on the special edition version and okay. UK bonus edition is actually Confessions on the album. Interesting. Part 1. What an interesting thing to do. But I think that interlude is what Confessions Part 1 is. Right. It's, it's not no. Uh, it's a different thing. On the on the special edition version, it's a full four minute song. On the album, it's an interlude that's just a minute long. I don't know if it, it may be the same thing. But just it still serves as part one. Yeah, but part one okay. becomes expanded. I'm but there's two songs though. There's three things. There is it. There's three. There is confessions interlude. There's confessions part one. Confessions part two. I, right now I can only think of. I can only think of the interlude. I know what the interlude is. It's like, it, it, it's the beginning of the story. He gets a phone call. It's not even a song. It's like right. a recording of him getting the call. Like uh, when he's in the, uh, the studio. That his side chick is pregnant. That's that's the story. And right. now on the on the like expanded edition album that's like on Spotify and stuff, it is the full song on Confessions. But on the original release, that is not what was there. Hmm. It was but just the, the interlude. He always was m making sure that part two was like the song, was like the hit. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. unusual. I mean, that's kind of like what happened with Independent Women, too, right? Why even call it part two if you're just going to, like, it's just not even, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> wasn't, wasn't Independent Women the same, in the independent same thing? Independent Woman was a part two? Yeah, remember Disney yeah. Independent Women part two? You know so, what? I'm thinking about it now. Did the see. interlude go into yeah in the order? <sighs> see that I, can no. think of I don't freaking know. It doesn't. Okay. Right. Okay, the, so Independent was Independent Woman Part 1. That was like the song that was a hit. It was? 
No, oh, that's it what it was. It was like, did we? I don't remember. Maybe it was that we didn't get the part two. I don't remember. We talked about it on the show. Was a chart success, reaching number one. Yeah, it's called part one. So part two wasn't like released as a single. I guess. I see. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. So that was like a reverse dog. So not the same. Situ- okay. Not the same situation. Not as the same situation. Avatar two, like me watching Avatar two, passing one. Because, yeah, because <laughs> I eventually had the special edition, because. This is the interlude. This is the interlude. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this, I this, this I remember. Yeah. I'm at the studio, man. And then the song. It's like a mini song. Yeah. Oh, wow. I vaguely remember this, too. Yeah. This is on the special edition. Yeah. Right. And then part two is. Right. It's just like it's slow, you know. It's just yeah. you know slower little. But uh, so okay, so we we figured it out. We figured it out, but yeah, it feels like um, remix to ignition, kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. So okay, Dave, All you right. told me this a while ago that this whole story that he's confessing to. So basically, here's what we have so far, right? Yeah. You have him. Well, even before this, you have him at the club. And yeah, which oh. effectively could be looked at his him doing the act on cheating on Chili from TLC. You could look. Mm. I looked at it that way He's at the in time. The club. I was He's in the club on the prowl. Yeah, Chili got down. Said, "Come and get me." That's not Chili. He's at the club. No. He's with Little John. You know, if you're with Little John at the club, nothing good's gonna happen. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's with Ludacris. Where the, where the Gumas are. They're partying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're partying. Your wife, like I was thinking about the story of this album, the confession, and how yeah is in the beginning of it, and that's him mm. doing the deed, right? Then you have the confessions interlude, which is him getting a call from the side chick, yeah, telling him she's pregnant, and then confessions two is him basically singing that news. Says she's three months pregnant and she's keeping it. First thing that came to mind was you, you being. The main woman in his life. Second thing is how do I... Yeah, yes. Being yeah. chilly. But then you told me a while ago that this whole thing... It's not is about ju- chilly. It's a Jermaine Dupree thing. It's not an it's Usher thing. It's based on something that happened to Jermaine Dupree, who's the producer. Did not and know that. I yeah. thought this was an Usher and chilly, and he got caught cheating on her, and that's what this album was. I thought that was the case for years. And then you told me that... And it sh- rocked my world. Shocked. <laughs> it shocked me to my core. But that's I mean, but that's cool. It makes yeah, sense. Such yeah. a lyric guy. <laughs> as, a, as a famous lyric guy. I was a lyric guy for this album and only this album <laughs> at, at the time. But yeah, we didn't really talk about the song confessions part two. We talked about the whole thing. It's uh, well, you know, we did. We talked about the sound and comparing it to R. Kelly, and uh, I really like it. Um, mm-hmm. I like this one more than Burn, I think. I think I you do. do. Okay. I think I do. Well, they're kind of in the similar yeah. lane, right? They're doing similar things. But this one has more of a compelling story. Right, yeah. You know, it does show, like, uh, Usher's agility as a singer. Like, he constantly is changing up his flow within a song, which, like, I guess I took for granted a little bit. Most singers don't really do that. Like, he's doing a lot of weaving in and out of different flows making a lot of like vocal references to other singers and stuff it's cool it's definitely a unique thing about usher i know like 
there's obviously a lot of talented R&B singers out there that can do something like that. But to be number one and and doing that in, in your songs, this is not an easy song to sing. Like if you're trying to sing this at karaoke, it'd probably be very impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's a good actually entry. I have like a, a growing list of songs in my head that are like, it only works when that person's doing it. Yeah. And yep. he, he goes a false in the falsetto a lot. It sounds really good. It's yeah. Anyway, what else we got? <laughs> um, okay. Well, News? I've been, I've been wanting to bring this up cause I haven't said it on the podcast yet. Very recently, I just saw Usher live in Las Vegas oh, yeah. at, his, at his residency show. I mean, yeah, I figured no better time to talk about it than this episode where it's all Usher and all the songs we've heard so far uh, he did during the show. It was awesome. It was it's everything you like you think it would be like this, this yeah. Usher residency. It was so cool. At one point, he's on roller skates. <laughs> it's him and like very, all the dancers are, agile. are skating yeah. around the stage. It's like a 1970s kind of vibe. The different set pieces are really good. The dancing's amazing. Obviously, it's Usher. And one of the set pieces is like you're supposed to feel like you're at a strip club. And it's like a big like strip <laughs> club like set. And he has these different strippers on poles doing very acrobatic stuff. And it's very sexual and awesome. Um he has so many more hits than I, like, I, I forgot about so many songs. There's so many songs that came up that I was like, oh, yeah, this one, too. Oh, yeah, this one, too. Yeah, like, so many. Like, it was just yeah, awesome. He did a bunch from this album, obviously. Like, deeper cuts from this album that I haven't thought about in a while. Like, Bad Girl, that song's awesome. That's not Bad, bad Girl. Girl's good. Yeah, that's a good one. Like, um, well, she's bad, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> It was just so fun, me and Leslie. I'm so happy I went. Usher bucket list concert for me since yeah. this era, before this is 8701, really. And I finally got to see him. It was everything I thought it would be. And this venue in Vegas, it was uh, at the MGM Grand. Uh, it was called MGM Live. Or Dolby Live. Dolby Live is the venue. Not a bad seat in the house. It's like a perfect size like venue. It's really cool. Let me ask you, Dan. Um, yeah. Did the lion make an appearance? MGM roar? <laughs> not on, not on stage. Not on no, stage. Okay. No. There's a lot no. of li- there's a lot of like lion stuff around, you know. But no, not uh, not mm. on stage. If I had Good to you, poke Dan. fun or criticize anything in the show, some of his <sighs> some of his wardrobe was a little stupid. Yeah, he's not. Some of his wardrobe was nowadays was, dumb, a, little bit, was a little dumb. Some yeah. of it. Some of his choices are a little wonky, but I loved his fashion back in the day. Mm-hmm. At the concert, especially when he was doing the roller skates, like his outfit was like a stupid like nineteen seventy. Yeah, <laughs> wardrobe I wasn't into, but performance vocals. At one point in the show, um, this woman who's like in one of the front rows. She's wearing the. I could see her from where I was sitting. She's wearing this shirt that is just like, basically just mesh. So you could see everything. 
like with the shirt mm-hmm. this woman was wearing. And Usher looks right at her. <laughs> she grabs his attention. She's like, girl, I can see your titties. He's <laughs> like, <he> just, like <laughs> just like said that on mic. It was just like a very funny, hilarious moment. We didn't get any special guests, but that is a thing that happens a lot in this in his residency. There's a lot of mm. special, special guests show up. Like one of the next shows, it might have been the same week. I think 21 Savage was there, Dave. Like, he, he, Yeah, like he gets a lot of fun people to show up. Months ago, I think I sent it to you guys in our Instagram chat, Tevin Campbell. Oh, my God. was there. Wish you were there for that. They did. I think they did Can We Talk together, which is, oh, man, I wish I was there for that. Had to mention that. Talk a lot about Usher. Just saw him. It ruled. Now I can move on to news. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's move on to the news. Still a lot more to talk about. Yeah. Two weeks at number one, July 24th. The Robert Smith organized Curioso Festival kicks off with a concert in West Palm Beach, Florida. Performing along with The Cure are Interpol, The Rapture, Mogwai, Cursive, Muse, Head Automatica, Thursday, Scarling, The Cooper Temple Claws, and Melissa Oftimar. Okay. So that's that fest. Melissa Etheridge, you mean? I know her. Nope. No? Uh, July 25th, the Doobie Brothers, DBP Legends, record and perform live at Wolf Trap at Wolf Trap National Park for the Performing Arts in Vienna, Virginia. The live album was released two months later on October 26th. Hard pass. And July 31st, Simon and Garfunkel perform a free concert in front of the Coliseum in Rome for an audience of 600,000 people. 600,000. Ooh, jeez. That's guy. I got chills thinking about that. Damn. That's more than Bonnaroo. 600,000. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Like, that's undeserving. Okay. Let's. uh, (laughs) Next song. uh, I'm excited to talk about this one. Right. Okay. Next. Is slow motion, juvenile featuring soldier. Um, Two weeks on the chart. Yeah, definitely remember this. Kind of uh, didn't think it was a, as big a hit as it obviously was. Number one status. Wow. Just gonna say that I was shocked that this hit number one. Know this song. Thought it was more yeah. a little more DL than than a number one song. Yeah. First number one for Juvenile, but I feel like he's now death more known for back that ass. Like that's like the oh, right. to me at least the Juvenile track. But this is also another ass centric one. You know, right about what you know. It says on the Wikipedia page for this song. According to Billboard, the song is about sex. Really? <laughs> Great. Just a great note. So, as our lyric guy, okay, I read through the lyrics of this song. Yeah. Because I definitely didn't know them all back then. I just kind of knew this part. Slow motion for me. Um, okay. Some of the lyrics of this one are hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just about sex. And, okay. Unfortunately, though, there's a line in the second verse. I'm not sure if it's juvenile or soldier slim. Where he's basically bragging about beating up women for not telling the truth. It's a real lie. Yes. Right here, right here. You heard me, I'm strong. Going through your cycle ain't with it, I'm gone. Post that I beat up in my home. Telling the truth, baby, you know they was wrong. Don't condone that. Back. 
Real bad. Uh, it's bad. Well, he died in 2003, so maybe he, somebody beat him up. I don't know. Who, Soldier Slim? How he died. Well, yeah, this is like one of uh, a few short lists of oh, he did, songs okay. that he was shot. became a posthumous number one hit. Soldier Slim. So was that verse? Was that verse Soldier Slim? I think so. I think it was. But yeah, either way, um, I don't know actually. But but thank you for your service, uh, Soldier Slim. RIP. RIP. You shouldn't be rapping about that. Nothing to be proud of. This is 2004. So if he was dead already, that means Juvenile went out of his way to make sure to include those lyrics in this in this song by choice. <laughs> right, right, right. He could have deleted that. Okay. So, but it might have been Juvenile. We don't know who said that. Either way, that part's not great. I like love the rest of the song though. Yeah. <laughs> First number one for Cash Money Records, I also saw. Oh, so. Cool. Juvenile from the Hot Boys, right? Originally? With Lil Wayne? With Lil Wayne? Yeah. What do you think of the production? Like the guitar? Play guitar. A lot of guitar at the time, so. It's like two guitars, right? There's a main guitar and like the counter. The bass. Yeah, I mean, listen, I love cinema, you know, um, so this is a fun one for me. I love movies that do slow motion. Great uh, technique in film, if used correctly, could be a powerful sequence. Yeah, famous fan of slow motion. All right, moving on. <laughs> I do like it. And, yeah, I like, I like juveniles. I don't like some of the lyrics, but... No, I, I read did not that. know the song. I don't know it. I didn't know it at all. Oh, oh, oh no, he's a major fan. Um, all right. So it's two weeks at number one. Again, shocking that it hit number one. Shocked. I'm shocked. August eighth, Dave Matthews Band's tour bus. This is their big, their famous Chicago story. This is yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, this, this is what it. happens. Yeah, they dumps eight hundred. 800, 800 pounds. Think about that. 800, 800, pounds? 800, 800 pounds, pounds of human feces from a Chicago bridge intending to unload it in the river, but it lands on an architecture tour boat, and the bus driver and the band are sued by the state of Illinois. Yeah. 800 pounds. That's like... It's impressive. Four and a half average-sized men? So how many people are in the band? Five, five, six. Dave Matthews band, like they're loading up on fifteen, like fifteen on that bus. <laughs> like that's a lot of. <laughs> yeah, eight hundred pounds. Listen, they lot. told everybody, they told everybody to not drink the water. So. Right. That's right. Yeah. Human shit. Human shit. Hundred pounds. All right. Uh, August fifteenth, fish. Even though they're broken up, they're, they announced that they were ending. They performed their final concert at a two-day festival in Coventry, Vermont. And once again, good thing that that stuck. Right. <laughs> well, we say they, uh, I don't know, left on top, like Seinfeld. But then they come All back right. with uh, comedians and cars. <laughs> They're comedians and cars era. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
on a curb for a season. All right, let's go to the next song. Uh, next song is Lean Back by Terror Squad. This is three weeks on the charts. Great intro. Like Godzilla. <laughs> yeah! My niggas. At the Middle East, like. Throw your hands in the air right now, man. It's like uh, Hip Hop Stargate. <laughs> the production. Um, yeah, three weeks of number one. So, okay. I read a little bit about Terror Squad. So, I think for a bit, I just thought this was a Fat Joe song. It, it's, 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 it's the group. It's, it's Terror Squad. Technically the group. Yeah, yeah. This is specifically Fat Joe and Remy Ma. Of the squad. Right, because the, the album is different members on different tracks. Tracks, I think, right? Uh, including um, DJ Khaled. Right. I don't, although, I don't know if he was still in the group at this point in 04. He gets shouted out oh, at this point. song. They say Khaled? Okay. Well, Joe says DJ Khaled in the beginning of the song. Oh, okay. So he doesn't do the production, but he gets a shout out. Fat Joe mentions... Big Pun, who was the guy that died, who was in Terror Squad. Right, right. But yeah, I think the lineup at this point was Fat Joe, Remy Ma, Armageddon, Prospect, and Tony Sunshine. Okay, so no Khaled. He's still in contact with DJ. This is Remy Ma. She was just in the news for something recently. I just saw her name pop up. She said that she doesn't count her years in prison and the years during lockdown as part of her age. So she's like actually seven years younger in her mind. Oh, so she's really? I think she considers herself 35 or 36, even though she's really very fitting. 43 or something. Yeah. Very fitting with our episode today. Yeah. Um, this was produced by a previously mentioned, or I don't know if we actually. Scott Storch. Scott Scott Storch. Storch. Scott Storch, yeah, uh, from Baby Boy from 2003, also Naughty Girl. Uh, and he was in The Roots. He's he was originally yeah. in The Roots, like a keyboard player. Scott Storch, yeah, big hip-hop producer. Okay, so the song itself, right? I mean, Lean Back, everybody was doing it. Yeah. It was a, it was a move. It was a dance. Every high school dance, white kids everywhere doing the Lean Back. It's easy, right? Simple, low effort, low yeah ability level. You know, it's just like something cool you could do if you're not really like a big dancer. Very accessible. Lean back, right? Pull up the pants and uh, do the rock away. Do the rock away. On the remix, I, I'm pretty sure with Lil John, I'm pretty sure the lyric is, "You pull up their pants and blow your block away." <laughs> I remember that in the remix with Lil John, a little more crunk. The remix. I love Remy Ma's verse in this. It's, it's, she's a great rapper. Kind of. I love that she was another female rap voice of the time. Uh, Fat Joe, bald icon and Puerto Rican. So he really is my main model of success. Like I know that I can succeed in this business because I see Fat Joe before me doing it. So also more. More Bronx representation. We have J Lo the last couple of years, and right. even more Bronx with Fat Joe. Um, the album's called True Story. It's Terror Squad's second album. They had one in a few years before. Bold um, name for the, the period of time. <laughs> like, terrorism was so right. good. My God, yeah. Terror Squad. A word like thrown out 
every day and like by politicians. And Maybe this album was ready to go in 2001 and they waited. <laughs> Maybe. But lean back, yeah. That that one also, yeah, iconic song from the rap world during his time. Totally remember it. Feel like it was a bigger song than Slow Motion, so this one didn't. Yeah, didn't surprise me as much. Right. Yeah. This this was big. Um, I wonder if the Fat Joe song I love is this year. Or maybe it was the year before. What's love got to do? <laughs> to do got, got to do, do it. it. I love that song. Love that song. It's him and Ashanti. It's really weird for me to like engage with these songs now because, like I said, I I really just the the more I've been listening to these songs for this particular episode, I was like, yeah, this was, uh, this could have been this and maybe, I mean, we'll find out next year. This definitely was like the lowest, my lowest engagement with all of the the popular music where like I have. You drifted away from popular music at this point. Like, yeah, I get it. I was kind of there too. Yeah. I was kind of like perp, like, like, like willingly bucking against it and being like, no. Yeah. I don't want it. I think a lot of people we went to school with, were not in the same direction you guys were going in or me you know they again it was more the like we've always talked about like the pop punk route is what was happening with everybody we were in school with i liked this stuff more <laughs> i was very into I liked all this of stuff this. way yeah. more than i yeah. still kind of like this stuff but yeah. also was really into classic rock and yeah, I had I had that too. Yeah, yeah and yes. and classic soul and stuff like that. That was like kind of I was more into yeah. older music, but I did enjoy some of this, some of the rap stuff and R and B stuff. Um, yeah, this was I was when I was listening to the full Led Zeppelin discog and <laughs> yeah. probably Black Sabbath also. That, that was yeah yeah this year for me. I wasn't a Pink right. Floyd. I wasn't a Pink Floyd guy, Dave. I never did it. I never did Pink Floyd. That's okay. I, I think you, I think I don't know if if you haven't gotten to Pink Floyd at this point I, I don't think I ever nah. seen you getting into that but <laughs> yeah all right whatever right, well, so, yeah, so what's you got music news no I don't it was just three that that was three it. weeks so uh, let's go to the next wow song. nothing nothing to talk about let's nope. go to the next track oh, okay man, so I love, love this song too love this one this I song. like I yeah, love so this song. this is yeah. Goodies Ciara featuring Petey Pablo returning to the chart Petey Pablo right. Seven weeks on the chart. Talked about North Carolina, Petey Pablo. Another Lil John production. Oh, of course. So another crunk, R&B mixture. Dan, uh, you've always had a big Sierra take, I feel like. I've got it locked and loaded. <laughs> yeah. What's the Sierra take? One of the most underrated there is. She's one of the most underrated there's ever been, Sierra. Well, that's not specifically the take that I'm thinking about. Though. Oh, she's also a better dancer than Beyonce. Yeah, that's the one that I always remember you saying. Well, that's fair because I think she's almost a little bit more known for her dancing abilities than most singers, right? I just right? mean, I remember this. This is this is like a thing I remember dancing for a long, like, for a long time. And I think, you know, I didn't, at the time, I didn't know, I guess, that that was like a, maybe not a hotter take than she, I mean... I don't know if it is a hot take. When she first came out, meet him he. No, that's what I'm saying. Back then, I didn't know that it wasn't. Like that's okay. what I'm saying. Well, and also when she first came out, you saw her dancing and it was good. It took a few years for you to see certain music videos of her. And you're like, holy shit. Okay, she's really good. Like at dancing and like his. She's like Channing Tatum level. <laughs> 
It's like a, I like that comparison a lot, actually. Like that style too. Like, it's very yeah. funny. But um, yeah, like as a singer, you know, she's whatever. Um, yeah, but, but I, she has her own style. Yes, distinctive. I, I always like to give her credit because I, I like, I love her as a dancer, as a performer, and I thought her songs were always good. Like anytime I heard a, a new hit song by Ciara, I was always like, this is good. It's always good. Yeah. So, love Ciara. Yeah. She's a, the princess of Crunk and B. I'm saying. Princess of Crunk and B. I think she was with Bow Wow at the time. Oh, she era. was okay. Right. Like, like, maybe I know maybe she a couple was, years uh, after. Yeah. With Future for a while. Right. Early on, she was with Bow Wow. Pretty sure. Okay. She's been with Russell Wilson for a long time now. Right, that's that's right, that's right. This song is kind of a fun way to address setting up boundaries. Because it's about like, these are my goodies. Yeah. They stay in my jar. They're staying in the jar. Keep on looking. They're staying in the jar. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. Great way. It's making it fun. It's about like an important thing, which is like my choice. Who gets in the jar? Yep. I love Petey Pablo too. He's just so cool and chill. Yeah, what yeah. a great style. Yeah, yeah like, what a great like mixture. Yeah, like at the end of his like verse he says something he's like bada boom bada bang and bang. Like, he's just like he just like he's just like just like that kind of stuff. <laughs> he's just like hanging out. Um, Sonny Corleone style. I love it. Yeah, I love that one. A very nerdy thing I used to do was I used to play the synth line on saxophone. For this song, like, like, bum, 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 bum. No, I'm sorry, not to this song. I'm sorry, it was to Freak a Leak. Wasn't this song? It was Freak a Leak. Freak a Leak. Okay. It was Freak a Leak. I used to do it with Pat O'Brien, and he would play like the other part. A duet. It was a duet. Yeah. It was the coolest thing I could do with my saxophone. Okay. No, we we think it's very great that you did that and that you're sharing that. Uh, thank you. Big hit, seven weeks. Seven weeks. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Um, big hit. Big hit. Love CR. I definitely knew this one, but I wasn't as familiar. Like I, I think especially at the time, I wasn't very familiar with it. Um, as you said, you were disconnected. Yeah, but that but that one, th- this one in my mind doesn't feel as. Uh, prevalent as some of those other ones did especially like at school dances and stuff maybe I, I just was more aware of them or something this is like kind of too hardcore for okay yeah <laughs> yeah I thought no, it was a right. little bit more hardcore for for school dance something about it it's I can see people shutting out the the female <laughs> songs that went here versus like the male ones this would have been at the, right. at the dances, in, in though. school. No? You think? This, it would have been. No, nah, they're playing all this. Just the edited versions. Yeah. All this edited is getting version. played. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, fair enough. Continue. What's your, what's your music news? But still, as much as I love all this, my favorite stuff is everything the Neptunes is doing. Well, all, uh, but that was, that's my favorite sound. Well, that's coming in, up later. Hip-hop. Yeah. Right. That is. Okay. September 18th, Britney Spears marries Kevin Federline. As I'm sure Dave wow. mentions, probably. Yeah, Dave, bro. I'm, I'm all over both the marriages this year. Yep. Um, September 20th, Green Day released their seventh studio album, American Idiot. Huge. Hate that. Hate it. Comeback for Sucks. the band. Su- <laughs> Sucks? I actually I I hate ge- that stuff. I genuinely didn't think that would be your take about that album. 
For real. No. I really didn't think I really didn't think yeah. Middle school I loved Green Day. They were they were my favorite band. So when they came back in high school, I, you know, I kind of like moved on from that sound, but I was still kind of interested because they were my favorite band. And that's when I realized like I'm over this crap. It kind of tarnished like their stuff before this for me a little bit. I hate it. I Actively I actually had the same exact experience that I think that they may have been my first experience with changing my mind on a new band like not like a classic rock band that maybe I changed my mind like when I was younger but like oh I loved Green Day and then yeah same, I had this literal same experience and I didn't, never really like thought about that that way yeah I'm sure other people around us were really into it and this was like I think even bigger than their stuff before yeah it's it, it's, oh, it's considered a comeback for the band because they had disappointing sales of their 2000 album Warning Warning I like that one I like that um, Warning is Warning was good yeah but this it, became a then, big Broadway Broadway hit too yeah it uh it won best rock album at the 47th Grammys in 2005 yeah this was a big deal <laughs> Uh, but Dave, featuring Dave's You're favorite. Giving me a headache, Dan. Just talking about featuring this. Dave's favorite song. Um, what's the slow one? Uh, Wake me up when Wake September. Wake me up before September. Yeah, ah. yeah that's Dave, Dave's favorite. I hate that shit. And then the one <laughs> about the boulevard. Yeah. Boulevard I walked of broken dreams. Down and up. Yeah. Uh, September 26, Avril Lavigne begins her Bones tour. Bones with a Z. <laughs> it sounds made up. Bones is the name of the tour. All right. Um, September 28th, Brian What's Wilson. TV news? Brian Wilson Bones. releases uh, Brian Wilson Presents Smile, the first official interpretation of the Smile session since their shelving in 1967. Right. October 2nd, also getting into probably, da I'm assuming, Dave territory and a little bit of Brandon territory. Billy Joel marries for the third time to the food critic and chef Katie Lee. That's Congrats, October. Bill. October 2nd, probably brought up on Bravo. And <laughs> October 11th, why don't I even include this? The original lineup of Duran Duran releases their new album, Astronaut, which is preceded by the single Reach Up for the Sunrise. Re Reach out. Dave mentioned Melissa Etheridge before. The same day, she undergoes surgery for breast cancer. Melissa oh. Etheridge. Okay. Well, she's, she recovered, right? She's still with us. Still with us. And yeah. October 23rd, I'm sure it's going to be my segment on Bravo, which already came out. This is Ashley Simpson lip syncing on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. That's this year. Huge. That was ginormous yep. for our culture. Yep. I watched that show. I, I guess we we're going to talk about that show on Bravo, maybe a little bit. Yeah. That must have happened at this point, right? Like what? the her like her docuseries on... Oh right, MTV? yeah, because she's huge at this time. Yeah, so why yeah. else would why else would she be on? Yes, and now like yeah, she probably yeah. had the show too, and yeah, her show. Right, I haven't thought about that in a while with uh, Ryan Cabrera. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next song. God, another Couple jam. more. Another jam. Ooh, is... Another jam. He back again. There's always that wow. I love that this song. Always have your heart. Uh, this is My Boo, Usher is back with Alicia Keys, back, six weeks 
on the charts. This is the sweet spot for Usher. <laughs> this, you know, like the, like I think. Yeah. And I'm the one, you know, I actually like Alicia Keys on the show. I know she's controversial on this program, but <laughs> I'm pro Alicia Keys, and I think she's great on this song. And uh, I'm pro Alicia Keys in this era, not yeah, after this. I don't, after don't this, love no. everything. Well, no, she has some good ones, but I don't love everything she does. But she has a lot of great ones, especially right then, especially in this period of time. But um, complex love song again from Usher, which is another aspect I'm appreciating from these songs. It's like other than yeah, which was stupid and dumb. But this is <laughs> this is about like okay, it's about your first love. That you are no longer together with, but you still have love for, and you're just like, just shouting out like that original love in your life, and you always will have that bond with that person. Not a lot of songs do that, and I I, I like that. Um, you know, it's these are love songs that are taking on more mature themes. I feel like. Yeah. Damn, I love both of their parts. I love this song, man. Yeah. My personal opinion, yeah, of the duets we've heard so far this season, this decade, this is the best one. It's got to be better than anything we've heard so far. Better than Nelly Kelly Rowland. Better than Ja Rule Ashanti. Better than better than J Lo L Cool J. Yeah, definitely. We've had a lot of duets. There's been a lot. Yeah, like that's a lot. This is clearly the best one. I think this is the best one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we also had Sean Paul Beyonce. <laughs> Sean Paul Beyonce, yeah. <laughs> a lot of duets. Beyonce, Jay-Z. Didn't we have... Oh, we have Beyonce, Jay-Z, yeah. I, um, yeah, that one's... Out, yeah, Crazy Love is really good. <laughs> I would say this is a more balanced, though, even still than that one. Yeah, this is like a true duet. That's not... I wouldn't... You're right. Yeah, I guess it's more of a feature. This is more of a yeah. two artists doing a song. I definitely was not very aware of this back then. Even more so than goodies. This one is on the special edition of Confessions. It's not on Confessions. That's okay. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, man. The, the riffing is great. Uh, another great production. Great production. Who produces this one? This one's yeah. The production. Of this one's great. This is uh, this is also Jermaine Dupri. Uh, uh, great. Usher, Alicia Keys. He's killing it. Oh no. Um, yeah. Jermaine Dupri and No ID. Oh, just really quick, like fun little factoid for everybody um, who loves a certain holiday. My boo was number one during Halloween. Huh. <laughs> Come on, that's so perfect. My boo? <laughs> October 30th actually hit number one, so. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. This is six weeks at number one. On November 30th, Jay-Z and Linkin Park's album Collision Course debuts at number one in the Billboard Damn. 200, later becoming Damn. the best-selling CD-DVD of that year. This is where I know I differ from you guys. You guys probably didn't give a shit about this. I no. loved the Jay-Z Linkin Park thing. I thought it was cool. I was into it. I thought it was cool. <laughs> two areas I really like. I don't think liked. I ever listened to. 
listen to it. I remember I, the. Uh, I was into there it. Was I, I thought it was MTV. Good. It was only like six tracks. It wasn't that many tracks. It was only like six mm. tracks or like seven tracks or something. Um, uh, 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 but then like Jay Z would come in. <laughs> it was. Like, it was <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, November 9th, Britney Spears releases her first compilation album titled Greatest Hits, My Prerogative. I wonder if that song was this year, which you covered my prerogative. Probably. Probably. Right. Bobby B. November 12th, Eminem's fourth major studio album, Encore, is released four days before schedule to combat internet bootleggers. Wow. Encore, the- do you want more? What do they... Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> Remix that with what was the Lincoln Park song? <laughs> Lincoln Park and Eminem. Yeah. Oh um, no, the Lincoln, the Lincoln Park, Jay Z for encore. What, what what was it? It was uh, gonna get a no 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 no. I've become so numb. It was numb encore. It was numb encore. Yeah. I liked it. Leave me alone. Okay, but I'm talking about I'm talking about Eminem now. The album sells 710,000 copies in only three days. It becomes Eminem's third consecutive album to debut at number one, the Billboard charts. Eminem still killing it. November 16th, Destiny, <laughs> Destiny's Child released their fourth and final studio album, Destiny Fulfilled. Uh, it's November 16th, so we say peace out to Destiny's Child oh, for a right. bit. Beyonce went solo and then they right. came back together. I remember thinking that. It's like I was like, oh, Beyonce is not like, she didn't leave the group yet. It's like still... Yeah. Destiny is still her main focus. And then, okay. And then you get December 7th, Lindsay Lohan releases her debut album, Speak. That's on the wiki news. <laughs> um, okay, December 8th. This is this is sad. Dimebag Daryl is murdered on stage. Oh, oh, God. That was... Oh, I forgot crazy. about that. Yeah. It's performing in Columbus, Ohio by a deranged fan who shoots the guitarist three times in the head with a 9mm Beretta handgun. The gunman kills three other people and wounds a further three before being shot dead by police. Yeah. yeah. Scary. I I really didn't remember... Even when you just said that, I was like, was he shot? I don't remember it being like a kind of a mass massacre because like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 That's how he went. On stage. My God. That's fucking crazy. All right, let's um, let's drop that story, and <laughs> and drop this song. Drop it like it's hot in December. Three weeks we on the this. chart. We needed this during this yeah. winter. Where were the Neptunes winter. this year? They were there. They're still there. They're here. They're here at the end. They're hanging with Snoop Dogg. Now this song, I don't, I have a weird, like, miss, I guess a miss memory of this song or hearing this song for the first time, because in my mind I was, like, in the car with my brother listening to Hot 97 on the way to school, but he had, he would have graduated at that point already, so that's not how I heard it for the first time. Nope. (laughs) But I could have been in the car with my brother, like, not going to school and we heard it together, but I remember, like, thinking this song, this was the future. Like, I remember having an impact on me, like, I love the 
the production. Yeah. The synth stabs I thought were so unique or like futuristic, and then the, the beat is like wild, like the mouth popping sounds. Pharrell, kind of an underrated rapper. Pharrell rapping. Pharrell's always good, I think, as a rapper, personally. I don't know if you agree or not, but I love his rapping style. Take a second. Um, I go back and forth on Pharrell as a, as a rapper because lyrics. His a lot of his solo stuff just isn't that good. Some of it is great. Some of it is some some of it is just like I just remember I had one of the early Pharrell albums that just wasn't good, and I was just so disappointed. As a Lisa featured artist, he usually is bringing it. Definitely. And Brandon mentioned one of my favorite songs ever last year. Front Front. One of my favorites ever. So. I like him rapping in this song. Yeah, it's cool. And we always have NRD rules. I mean, he's, you know, so. He knows what he's doing. Doesn't work always, but works in this song. Um, this is my. Probably my favorite era for Snoop Dogg is this stuff. So it's when he's working with Neptune. There's a couple songs I really like. Beautiful. That song. It might actually be this year, too. I don't know. But uh, love that song, too. He probably was like in his 30s when this song came out, but I felt like he was older. Because he was like around since I was a little kid. Yeah, he was only 33 when this came out. Yeah, so we're older than him. Beautiful was last year. What? Beautiful was the year before. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Um, but that's I'm this era of Snoop Dogg I, I love. He's got a few yeah. songs I really like. I hang out tough. I'm a real boss. Yeah, also, yeah, like you just said, Dave, the production. Um, he's doing a lot of Izzle, like, work yeah, playing on this song. This is the era of, like, like Dizzle and Izzle. And, yeah, doing that. So yeah. Gotta drop it like it's hot. What are you dropping? This is like, definitely the beat? The, like, Booty. I don't know. Uh, this is, uh, this is definitely, like, the midway point from his journey from... You know, enemy of the public, dangerous role model to America's sweetheart. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah right. this, is like, fun in, this is a fun in between. Yeah. Like, like, it's just so funny now what his like, rep, rep role is in. <laughs> yeah, hanging with Martha Stewart. In, in culture. Yeah. Yeah, that thing I remember. It blew my mind. The brushes and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Very clean. Very innovative. And the uh, and the and the tongue clock noise is great. And I love that like distorted. It's like blown out synth sound there. I never yeah. even really noticed that before until this time around. That's really cool. Like it's such a product. Like a purposely per- saturated. Yeah. It's, it's such a percussion heavy song. Like yeah. a lot of different rhythms and then like. Just knowing the right sound when it there is like a there are yeah, notes using the space <laughs> yeah exactly yeah using the space like really really well and really using cool production I, mouth I that. percussively that's a big Timbaland thing right since Neptunes are doing it kind of reminds of grinding because like is it grinding maybe not grinding but grinding has the like, interesting percussion sounds too oh grinding sure. is like entirely drums it's like nothing else right it's like yeah. Doo-doo. 
grinding. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. God, I love that. was a big, like, eighth grade song. I loved, loved that song. And, like, so good. Eighth grade. All right. Uh, to close well, out I guess the year we, with news. We got, I guess we. Oh. <laughs> It's three weeks, and then we'll we'll do our rankings. Um, three weeks to close out the year with this song. Again, drop it like it's hot. I think of it as like a summer thing. It's winter time. Weird. Number one. Um, it's it's kind of fuck me up, Dan. <laughs> December eleventh, Steve Brookstein is crowned winner of the first series of the X Factor, the very first ever series of the X Factor. Uh, which Who? It might not have been in the U.S., but I think the X Factor was. I don't. Maybe it wasn't in the U.S. originally. G Four are named the runner-ups. A group named G Four, while Tabby Callahan and Rowetta Satchel finish in third and fourth place, respectively. That's uh, the first series of the X Factor. And December 11th to the 12th, again, K Rock airs the 15th annual of the Acoustic Christmas. <laughs> okay, <laughs> with Chevelle. Oh yeah, with a K. Acoustic. I remember this. Yeah. With Chevelle, Chevellery, Franz Ferdinand, <laughs> Good Charlotte, Green Day, Hoobastank, Incubus, Interpol, Jimmy Eat World, Keen, The Killers, Modest Mouse, Muse, The Music, My Chemical Romance, Papa Roach, Snow Patrol, Social Distortion, Some 41, Taking Back Sunday, The Shins, The Used, and Velvet Revolver. What, what a mess. Acoustic, acoustic Christmas, bands. yeah, and they're all doing acoustic versions. I of their guess. Songs. Oh God! And then to close it out, as always, December thirty first, New Year's Rock and Eve. Little different this time. Dick Clark was due to host the event as he had done every year, but he had to drop out due to suffering a stroke weeks before the event. Drop host- out like it's hot. <laughs> drop out like it's hot. Um. So, in honor of his stroke, it was hosted by the Strokes. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, was it Seacrest? Good guess. I think Seacrest not get, there yet? gets involved next year, I think. Okay. Uh, it's um, Regis. Regis Philbin. Regis. Ah, great yeah. sub. Yeah. Great, great sub. I was reading that. we do that, the Regis pod? We should do a Regis pod. We should. I was Regis, reading Regis recap that people weren't into it, like him hosting. Like he actually really? didn't do as good as people were hoping. Yeah, he well, seemed like him. he seemed nervous. I don't know. So people, that's what I read. He's nervous. Um, no this is how he talks. I know. It's just him. High energy. One of the greatest hosts of all time. Okay. Performances by, <laughs> oh, Ashley Simpson's also a co-host, which is interesting. She had Regis lip- and Ashley. <laughs> Ashley Simpson was a, like one of the co-hosts. What? So, I guess this is like her way to like make it back from her lip syncing that she's doing yeah. stuff like this, trying to get back in the on the good graces of everybody. Okay, so performances by John Bon Jovi, Ciara, Earth, Wind, and Fire, yeah. Fabulous, nice. Kenny nice. G, excellent, Good Charlotte. Eh. Now we're tanking again. Billy Idol, better. Janet Jackson, although I don't know if she performs, and then she's there. I don't know if Janet Jackson. Uh, Dave, your favorite, Los Lonely Boys. (laughs) 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 Um, Madonna. Amazing. uh, Simple Plan. What are we doing? What's and um, Big and Rich? (laughs) Okay. Blue Jean Davy. Okay, that's that's the year. Let's figure out rankings. I'm going to do this off. Top five? Uh, 
Tie five. Tie five. Well, let's do worst. Worst. Right. Hmm. I have to say, this is one of the hardest rankings. I, I mean, I just did it now. I've ever because I feel so just kind of lukewarm on all the stuff that I like. Hmm. Like, like I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, I like. There's just nothing here where I'm like. I absolutely love this. This is like a... Well, I guess there's one, but yeah. Anyway. Least favorite? Um, I mean, Fantasia. Yeah, like almost yeah. by default. They always serve up this shit in the summer Here's for why us. I like this year so much is because yeah. if that's the worst, that's not, not that, that bad of a year. It's not that bad, though. It's, yeah, it's not bad, yeah. And that's my... I mean, that has to be for me most surprising, too, because like... Uh, it, it's just so. No. American Idol was still big, but like that's just such an unmemorable song. Unmemorable song. I think at the time I would have agreed with you, but now knowing what I know, my most surprising is probably Slow Motion. I was gonna say that too, just because okay. of memory, the memory of it being like a popular rap song, but not really assuming it would be at that height. And then like again, like. It's almost like a given now that any American Idol thing is going to hit number one for like a week. It's a formula now, so it That's can't fair. really be that surprising. That's fair. I, Outside I of the, would, con- I mean, I, song alone, of course not. But like, it's like the, the context like makes it like you're very you're not wrong. I I would be I I kind of my guess though this is the last time that that happens. I bet you the next person, if anybody that hits number one, is somebody that doesn't win, like Daughtry. Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, wait. I thought Dan said that it did happen next year, but I could, I could be wrong. Oh, did it does. You, did I, miss, it, no, did it I does. mishear you? It does happen again next year. It does. It does happen again next but year. But also not oh. surprisingly because of who the winner is. It's not. It's not. You're not going to be surprised in any way, although by artist. I will say I didn't watch American Idol really. My parents watch it sometimes, so I would like maybe watch it if I was in the room. But I knew who Fantasia was. Like she was still on my radar. Like I knew she was the winner, so I, it was still a big thing for sure. When I just remembered who the winner was, yes, you're right, Dan. That is that mm-hmm. is yeah. that is William I Hunt. forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I agree with slow motion. I I think just out of memory, like I feel like that one, it's a little surprising. Not that surprising, but like, yeah, I didn't know Juvenile had it like that. I never would have thought Juvenile, number one hit maker. Right. <laughs> right. Um. All right. So, rank, God, this ranking is... is oh, this is, is actually really a tougher ranking than I thought. It's tough. Out. Yeah. It's tough. I kind of agree with Brandon, yeah, because but I think I like the songs a little bit more based on like what he said. But I like these songs kind of like the same. I guess I should have said it more that way. It's not that I don't... It, I, I do like them, but I don't feel like so... Like, yeah, I like them. I feel like two through five... Two through six are, like, tied, basically, in my head. In my head. Right. It's um, Right. I'm going to say... Are we, are we doing just a top five? Top, let's do top yeah, five. Let's just yeah. do the top five. Um, I'll say... Damn, yeah, this God, could this, this could easily this change. Is, I'm looking at my list right now. I'm like, this yeah, is, you know, this, this know could move up. Do. This could move down. Yeah. This is hard. I'm going to say that... Number five is Slow Jams. Okay. Nice. This is Danny. My number five is also Slow Jams by Twista, Kanye, Jamie Foxx. Okay. 
my number five, maybe I should have picked Slow Jams, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling Confessions Part Two more. Mm. I also don't want to support Kanye West right now. You know. <laughs> uh, why not? Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, we'll go. Nah. We'll just stay in order. We'll go back to Brandon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think Confessions is my four. Confessions is my four. You guys might end up being Confessions shocked. Part Two. Dan? You guys may be shocked by my rankings at the yeah. end. We'll see. Number four for Danny is Snoop Dogg, Drop It Like It's Hot. Okay. Number four for okay. Dave. Snoop Dogg and Pharrell. Snoop Dogg and Pharrell. Right, right. Number four for me is Goodies, Sierra, and Petey Pablo. Hell yeah. <laughs> my number two is my boo. Number no, three. So fuck. My number three is my boo. Okay. That's your number three? Yeah. Okay. Number three for Danny is goodies. Ciara, Petey oh. Pablo. Yeah. You like the goodies a little bit more. I really do. I was listening to it this week. I was like, oh, yeah. I love this. <laughs> my saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> just like a, I'm, it, it, it wasn't that song. It wasn't this song. It wasn't I just song. associated with that memory. <laughs> But I'm, I am glad this song is back in my life. Goodies, welcome back. Um, number three for me is my boo. Okay, interesting. I like what's Howling. happening here because my number two is goodies. Wow. Even bigger goodies. I like it more than both of us. I, lo- I love that. It's sick. Wow. That is um, the, the shock for me. Number two for Danny is my boo, Usher and Alicia Keys. My boo. Wow. So, okay. My boo. All right. My gotcha. Number yeah. two for me is Drop It Like It's Hot, Snoop Dogg and nice. okay. Farrell. That, that, that's my number six. Uh, it, it, yeah. If it was based on just production alone, I would put it higher. Uh, but my number one is just I like the way you move. Are we universal number one? The Way You Move Outcast is my number one. That's your well. number one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's not my number one. Wow. Not in your top five. No, my number one is Burn. Usher, which is oh, not even on your man. top five. That Burn, one I just wow. Burn, I love that song. Usher, Confessions, not in my top five. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. That's 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 really yeah, crazy. That's a, that's a Danny shocker right I had there. Three Usher. Oh, Usher's I didn't. In my um, top you know what? I didn't five. say my official take that I wanted to say on Confessions, and this is kind of a good way to do it. Here's the thing. Yeah. I think Confessions as an album is better than 8701. I think the singles from 8701 are all better than all the singles. Definitely better. And mm, definitely better. Okay. I, you don't have to call. What are you pointing you, to, Dave? You, <laughs> what were you just pointing definitely to? Definitely better. I'm just saying, like, back then it was better. <laughs> the past. The past. The past was Dave's better. pointing to the past. It looks you like forward to me. I know. It looks like forward. The mirror like, is making it look like it's forward. So. You, you don't have to call. You got it bad. You remind me. I the like past was better. all three right. of those. I, I like, agree with you. I like all three of you. those better than yeah, confessions <laughs> and burn. Personally, I, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, as an, as an album, so, as a project, I think confessions is the better album. From what yeah, I yeah, it's more yeah. it's more yeah. of like this complete story. It's like more of like and there's a, other songs in confessions that are really really good. You know that I like and yeah. Um, but yeah, so really in the top five for this year, I thought I would have the only usher I put in was my boo. My boo, I think, is far and away the best wow, of those. I, wow. I really, I really do. Yeah, I just, I just love burn. It, it just speaks to me. It is like the you got it bad of. 
the album and that was my favorite song from that year so i think it speaks to how good this year is like that i didn't put the usher confession songs as high as i thought it would i like these other songs more all I think of it's our an overplayed fives. thing. I think it's an overplayed thing too. I think that's a part Burnus? of it. Burnus? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, everything yes. else is not. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Brandon. Sorry, Brandon. The, o- the only burn is the only unique pick on our top five. Everything well, I'm the one. Who, <laughs> hey, it's on my <laughs> list. So duh. Yeah, because everything else appears at least twice. The only things that were on all three were goodies and my boo. I think Wow I could have put Way You Move Or like Lean Back Or Slow Jams That's all like In consideration For my top five By the way I love Goodies Goodies is like It's sick If, if Outkast Yeah, yeah I mean Outkast Is just kind of like Cemented for me Is just one of my All time favorite artists So it's kind of hard For me to not Yeah but Just say that That's my number one But good, Goodies is like Goody It's so funny Like I love Outkast But I mean, this, some of the singles, like, it's like, yeah, duh. But, like, they're not always the best songs for for, for me. I'm, I'm in an outcast moment right now. Like, at this point in time, I've been hearing it in the wild a lot, and I've yeah. been talking about them a lot more. And I've been, I'm in an outcast mood lately. I, I, I just think the way you move is kind of perfect. It's, yeah, it's, maybe it's, uh, it's I so should awesome. like it more, but I don't know why it's not... Yeah, maybe it's a little overplayed too. It's, it's probably is a little overplayed. These other songs are like it was more of a treat to hear them again. Yeah, good yeah. goodies was a treat. I haven't heard that one in a while. Goodies is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grady, more like Grady's. Um, this has been 2004. We're gonna be back with the the bonus charts mm-hmm. from 2004. Can't wait to see what's going on there. No Alter Bridge, unfortunately. And damn, yeah, we're so we are we are now right in the mid aughts. Like anxious to see how these trends evolve, what's to come. Uh, I'm presenter Brandon saying, uh, "This is my boardy for 2004. <laughs> uh, see you in 2005. Uh, goodbye." Presenter Danny here. Presenter number two. Loved this year. Could be my favorite year yet. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like I'm forgetting whatever 2000 was, and it was probably the best because it's always that like yeah. end of beginning of decade, end of decade cusp. That's always what we love, and it's probably the don't, best. And I just don't remember anything right now. Yeah, <laughs> don't say something you're. Gonna I can't regret. wait to do the year end decade show because it's been a long time since we've been. Yeah, been I'm excited for that. Oh yeah, and we're gonna have to compare each song to the different songs from the yeah. different decades. The mega mega. The mega yeah. mega because it's 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000. I've I've already been thinking about it. Like it's gonna be awesome. Um, I just remembered about that and I got really excited. Yeah, so I yes. can't wait to do the spreadsheet. Yes, different from the end of tournament show. Very different thing. It's a different thing. Remember, yeah, yeah. like the tournament wrap up shows. Different thing. Yeah, we don't have to do this now. More yeah, controversy. <laughs> yeah, don't add more. All right, goodbye. This episode. Bye. <laughs> oh four. Oof. Oh four. Oof. 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 My oof to you guys is that I want to make this short and sweet. Dave Cologne here. 2004, we're all 34 now, right? So yeah, it's kind of like we kind of jive with this year because like we're on the same specific time point in this decade, age-wise. Does that make sense? <laughs> we're 34. We're covering t- 2004. 
we're midway through our 30s we're midway through the decade of 2000s yeah jives well so see you at the bonus bills mid we love we're all very mid we're all very mid right now <laughs> what's it all mid right now all right mid you adieu all right bye take care what's it all for what's it all for what's it all for what's it all for board bills